Right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you all. We're doing this on Thursday today. It's not Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, but, uh, you know, better late than never, as I say. I had to actually postpone yesterday uh, because we've done another move uh, of the uh, studio as well. And, of course, it always takes a bit longer to kind of hook everything up. And you kind of tend to forget how many cables uh, there actually are involved in having, uh, you know, a couple of cameras, a couple of mics. Uh, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, a little bit late, of course, as well. But uh, I think we're all good. I hope the audio is okay. Uh, if not, ladies and gents, uh, let me know in chat. Uh, did a couple of tests, but you never know. You know, these are these are surprise elements that always kind of show up and, and, and uh, you know, issues occurs, uh, you know, l last minute, as it were, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, so we, we do have a new setup. It's not uh, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, ideal it's, it's another temp uh, kind of facility or location <laughs> i should say not a facility it's a location uh temp location uh until we can get kind of uh, permanently fixed into a uh, a good space but you know it's not it's not too it's not too shabby it's definitely better than the than the previous temp thing we have uh but uh you know there you go this is how it uh, this is how it looks from afar but anyway uh so i want to show you guys that uh before we dive into some of the topics but yeah if you're new around here i'm henrik uh, you're watching Red Eyes TV, and normally, normally we do No Go Zone on Wednesdays. Uh, but of course, uh, Flashback Friday will be back tomorrow as usual, uh, and we're going to try to stay on time. So, so uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, that's 6 p.m. Eastern or midnight uh, Central European time. And then we do other shows as well. Weekend Warrior on Sundays. Uh, I think next Tuesday, I think if that schedule holds up, we're doing Faust from uh, the Netherlands. They've just had a election in the, uh, in the uh, Netherlands, uh, in Holland. Uh, we're going to check in on some of the kind of overall uh, kind of how nationalist movements are, are faring uh, in Europe overall with Faust as well. So definitely tune in for that. I, haven't, uh, I think we said, I think we said to, uh, noon, maybe uh, Pacific. I'll check again on the time schedule. I'm a little bit fuzzy on, on what time we, we nailed down, but it's earlier, uh, earlier U.S. time. Might have been at, uh, 11 or like uh, two o'clock uh, uh, Eastern Eastern time, something like that. Uh, late over uh, on the European side, of course. But uh, yeah. Uh, lots to go through today, guys. Uh, missed a week of just insane uh, stuff. So some of this will be a little bit of a recap. Uh, just have this itching need to cover certain things. I don't know, maybe you're watching everything all the time out there, or maybe you're not. But to, to those who, who don't, I want to kind of give you the uh, benefit of, of uh, not missing some of these uh, crazy things that uh, do go on out there. Uh, of course, the Boulder Shooter, before that you had the, was it Atlanta, the Nail Salon? It has been just a sl conveniently. Uh, just a slew of uh, of shootings here as uh, Feinstein has introduced a new uh, gun grab uh, legislation law and things like that. And of course, uh, the Boulder shooter quickly, very, very quickly went from, oh, my God, it's a white guy. You know, and the, what was the, the main evidence that they used for this was because he was ca caught alive. Right. Um, so it was a Syrian guy, was a Muslim, like, you know, ISIS supporter or whatever. Uh, so you went from from basically, oh my God, it's a white guy, it's a white supremacy is a big problem, uh, to basically oh, we have a lot of mental health issues to deal with, and of course we got to grab the grab the guns in about I don't know, like two minutes, something like that. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, we're gonna dive into that. If you do want to join in here uh, today, of course, there's a couple of ways to do it. Uh, and where are we? Yeah, March 25th already. Uh, absolutely crazy. Uh, but entropystream.live for slash Red Ice TV. That's a great way, of course, supporting the show. Uh, Super Chats. I think I have the uh, uh, not working on Entropy Stream. Oh, really? Okay, let me... Sorry. Thank you for letting me know, by the way. I just saw that in the DLive chat. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much for letting me know. Sometimes uh, you kind of have to start it twice. If you start it and then... Um, 
you take a little bit too much time, I think. Uh, it does not uh, actually kick on. So let me start that up. Uh, I do appreciate that. Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. I appreciate that. And thank you for uh, that diamond, by the way, as well. That should be up and running uh, right about now. So yeah, entropystream.live forward slash red ice TV. The other way, of course, is through uh, DLive uh, Lemons. We appreciate uh, DLive, of course, for remonetizing us. Uh, very, very kind of you. Mon Mondo sends a diamond as well over on DLive and says, uh, Von... Van, Van, you sum up the best locations for Awaken Whites. Uh, I guess you're referring to where to go. I, I'd say uh, nor the Northwest, I think, if you talk about the U.S. Uh, if you're talking about Europe, all over Europe. Europe is ours. <laughs> no, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. Um, some of these, uh, you know, nations that were, that have been uh, melting potified, if I can put it that way, could be it could be harder to uh, to keep um, the, the complete territory at least uh, short term. I do admit, uh, but Euros, Europe is ours. There's no doubt about it. I mean, America is is uh, built by Europeans as well, obviously, as is Australia, New Zealand, and all this stuff. Uh, but I do realize that uh, I think the pressure uh, nationalism kind of, although it doesn't make sense, but it makes more sense in Europe due to the fact that it's it, there's no. There's no question about it, right? It, the, every, everyone knows it's it's where Europeans, uh, our homelands, where we reside, etc. They have managed to fool larger segment of the population in countries like America, for example. We even hear, hear uh, you know, immigrant critical white people uh, who are like, well, you know, it's always been a multicultural nation. Uh, so sometimes it doesn't matter what the truth is. Uh, people operate on, on lies and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's a Pacific Northwest, maybe. In the U.S., uh, otherwise all over all over Europe. I, I don't know much about Australia and New Zealand. I, I do want to look into that, including, uh, I mean, in South of, South Africa, of course, you have things like uh, the Sudlanders, what, what they're doing, and things like that. Uh, but uh, I'm sure there are maybe some locations in Australia that's turning out to be more uh, where you have more people that are conscious about what the agenda is and what's going on and what the establishment is seeking to do uh, with the Anglosphere in uh, in Oz and and New Zealand. All right. Anyway. Um, Yes, thank you. Uh, Jimmy Fallis over there, uh, over on Entropy Stream, says, welcome back. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that very kind of you. Uh, shall we dive in, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> we do have a couple of things to uh, to talk about today. I'm just checking that everything is okay with the stream. First time uh, we're doing stream here from this location, of course, so you never know. There could always be uh, snags and unforeseen uh, things that are popping out. Uh, thank you to everyone joining us on uh, on Trovo, DLive, Red Ice TV slash live. You can join us at redicemembers.com as well. Just go up on the in the menu uh, and click on live stream at the very bottom. You can watch the stream there. You can watch it, of course, on Entropy Stream as we said as well. Uh, where else are we going? Uh, we're, it looks like we're not going out to float. Uh, could be some issue with the site. Maybe I'll uh, look into that later. And then, of course, we do have Odyssey. Uh, by the way, I shouldn't neglect to, to mention that. I almost should pull up the tweet. So they're doing... Uh, for us plebes, wrong keyboard, for us plebes that uh, weren't part of the uh, testing <laughs> over on Odyssey, uh, they did have a tweet where they said that they were going to do uh, live streaming basically at any uh, at any point. This is a few days ago. Let me show the tweet real quick here uh, so you guys know what we're talking about. Here's what they said. Uh, when is this on uh, the 23rd? So two days ago, they say live streaming will be out in two to three days-ish. This is the icon that uh, to look for will be gradually released for groups of users, by the way. Uh, P.S. We're bigger than DLive now. Thanks for your support. There you go. Cool. Uh, so looking forward to that. That's uh, that's good stuff, of course. Always good to kind of diversify. We'll talk about some platform stuff a little bit later uh, because we have, uh, you know, Trump starting his own social media company and stuff like that. It's kind of, I mean, it's, 
it's uh, well you know we'll see what happens right but it, generally i'd say i feel it's good that it's spreading out it's like kind of you you just you uh you you pull audiences apart so that the facebook's the twitters the youtube's lose uh lose major segments of the population right that's good that's good uh generally but anyway we'll we'll return on that uh, a little bit later um just a quick mention too i saw that there was a uh another uh, misinformation hearing uh in congress today i saw uh, i had it on a little bit in the background i was i was grabbing some stories and stuff for today's show and uh there was some uh, wonderful things but it's it's kind of like the main narrative that they've been uh, harping for a while on right now which is basically like uh, you know, basically, f Facebook, Twitter, and and what they mean when they say Google is not only search results and stuff. They talk about YouTube, kind of baked into that. Is basically we need to like complete lockdown when it comes to the information. We need to have we need to have an information embargo on these platforms, where basically anything that we do not like uh, is um, uh, is is restricted. It's uh, controlled. It's censored. It's banned. It's blocked, etc. And that's kind of what's the general tone of it. I uh, haven't actually checked out the CNN video here, I guess. Let, let's see if they have any of the highlights here. We can listen to this Google real quick here. addressed misinformation and extremism today in a congressional hearing on Capitol Hill in Washington. This is the first time that Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, and Sundar Pichai have testified in front of U.S. lawmakers since the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. One congressman asked Zuckerberg why false information about vaccines keeps appearing on Facebook. Why in the midst of a global pandemic that has killed over half a million Americans that you haven't taken these accounts down that are responsible for the preponderance of vaccine disinformation on your... There, there shall be no questioning. Uh, you know, this is like, this is politicians, a House Democrat, Mike Doyle here, uh, who are, you would assume, would be beholden to the First Amendment, but I guess not are demanding uh, that Facebook, in fact, uh, they don't think that these platforms do enough. That's what's so amazing when you tune into this stuff. It's like, you allowed misinformation on the platform. One guy said something about vaccines that I don't like. Please control it. Please shut it down. Um, this, of course, why we have a burst of users going to other platforms, which is wonderful because we shouldn't be on Twitter. We shouldn't be on Facebook. We should not be on YouTube. Get off of these platforms. Don't give them. Ultimately, you give them not only your money, making them money, but you give them, uh, you give them the ability to build the future systems that will basically be uh, be controlling uh, not only Europeans, ma mankind will be controlled by these uh, algorithm algorithms, AI systems, uh, deep deep learning systems, and all this kind of stuff uh, from from the uh, robot overlords that they will be building um, to the uh, AI you know mother type systems that will be uh, running them. Uh, so get off of there. Get off of there. Platforms. Congressman, yes, we do have a policy against uh, allowing. Well, I know you have a policy, but will you take the sites down today? You still have twelve what people sites? up on your site. Take the sites down? What is this, what is this boomer even talking about? Will you take the sites down today? You still have twelve. As far as I know, it's only one. Way. Well, I mean, Instagram. Then is that what he, Instagram, Facebook? That's what what they own. What what is he talking about? Will you take the sites down today? You still have twelve people up on your site doing this. Will you take them down? Twelve. Ooh. I would need to look at the. Uh, oh, there's twelve people on Facebook, which has uh, recently was reported that hey, over twenty million reported cases of pedophile activity on Facebook. Actually, there was one guy who brought it up, which was, you know, should be applauded. But this is amazing, right? And have our team look at the exact examples to make sure look they violate the policy. And, and, and get back to us tomorrow because 
those still exist. Adonio Sullivan has been following the hearing. What should we make of that response, that answer by Mark? That's frozen. There we go. That was frozen on my end, by the way. Zuckerberg about, you know, misinformation. Oh, this guy, the Irish guy. Was it o O'Reilly? I forget what this guy's called. He's always like, he's he's the, um, uh, it, it's it's uh, Darcy, right? And this guy, forget O'Brien, I think it is, or something like that. They're always wheeled out when it comes to uh, just r removing content they don't like. Disinformation accounts promoting vaccine conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's sort of been a, what you saw there is basically what's been happening all day. I mean, or they're O'Doyle. going around in circles. Uh, members of Congress are presenting, you know, examples of... O'Sullivan. Ah, you know, those uh, those Irish, you know, those Irish potato farms. I, I can't tell them apart. O'Sullivan. So Donnie O'Sullivan. There we go of disinformation, whether it's about the COVID vaccine, whether it's about what led up to the insurrection here uh, in the United States on January 6th. And, you know, we're, they're getting wishy-washy answers uh, from uh, these company executives. And there's a lot. That's right. Google, Facebook and Twitter are not censoring enough. That's uh, that makes total sense. Frustration. You know, I think actually on both sides today, um, you know, th these these executives have done hearings like this in the past. They've done them a few times now before. So they're getting a bit savvy on how they can run the clock down, how they can uh, answer questions without actually answering questions. And we oh, saw yeah, you, in a you, they're they're still going with this line that the media is like in opposition to the to those big social media platforms. I mean, I know that they're doing this as just as a tactic to just put if you can put constant pressure and make them feel pressured over these things, uh, they're hoping, and in many regards, it's successful that they bend the knee and they and they get down on their knees and uh, and to blow these media companies and just say, what whatever you want, uh, uh, sir, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll listen. We'll do what you tell us to do because this is it's just very uncomfortable being called being called a, a you know a, a, a platform or a a haven for right-wing extremists, right? So uh, they, they they tend to follow suit. In a lot of instances, uh, members of Congress asking Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and Sundar Pichai for yes, no answers. And we actually saw Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO, tweeting um, during today's hearing just to show his frustration. We have that tweet now uh, where uh, a Twitter user said it would be awesome if some member engaged Jack in a substantive discussion on Twitter's protocols idea it could achieve a lot of what they're aiming for and Zach um, and Jack uh, tweeted that he agreed with that. Um, so I Zach, is this guy getting uh, paid for this job or what? I think there's a sense on the side of the executives that there's not a substantive enough discussion happening, and there's a sense on the side of the lawmakers that these uh, companies do, do not want to for their responsibility and perhaps culpability right. in the spread of vaccine misinformation and all that played out here. Well, I don't know what they're talking about because uh, they got to be talking about the, you know, mumps uh, and rubella vaccine then because uh, this COVID thing is not a vaccine, which we've uh, clarified many times. So I'm not quite sure uh, what they're referring to when it comes uh, when it comes to that. But, uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? C crazy stuff as usual. We'll see if we can do a, a, a greater breakdown. There's always some crazy, crazy ladies usually that come on there. And uh, they just go. They just go after these. Uh, will you do this? And will you do that? And yes or no, please. And then you know, they, they sure they know what to do. They're like, well, I, I don't agree with the characterization. They say and blah blah blah. They they stall, you know, kind of thing. But then they move on. It's just a it's a dog and pony show. It's just theater, basically. 
social media with big media are, are in bed together and they're driving the narrative, right? So it's it's largely symbolic in the same way that it's symbolic when Ted Cruz walks up there and, uh, you know, bitches uh, Zuckerberg out or, or Dorsey or something. Nothing ever happens, right? All right. Anyway, uh, let me uh, let me uh, cover this here. This was kind of an interesting thing. Let me see. Uh, actually, Jimmy Fallis over on Entropy Stream uh, says, opposed to World War II, Germany called. They want their Stasi back. There you go. Yeah, we are definitely in Stasi times. There's no... Uh, doubt uh, whatsoever about that. It's it's amazing times. I can't tell you. I mean, every uh, every week, every day, or rather, the almost that goes by, you think there can't be anything topping like the the climate that we're in right now. But I end up being surprised. I got to tell you, and uh, I mean, I'm not surprised generally of the trends of where it's going, but. Uh, I'm surprised that it's just how insane uh, it's getting, uh, to be honest. And there's no difference uh, where we are today. Lord Aragon over on DLive says, uh, Hey, all heard Lana was already fired up on Twitter. Uh, yeah, she's getting ready for uh, for tomorrow. Uh, collecting some topics. Thank you, Lord Aragon. Uh, appreciate the uh, the diamond over there. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, the pilot here was... Um, a pilot was sick and tired about uh, the, the uh, liberal hellhole, which is uh, the Bay Area. He was uh, going off against uh, Hyundai's and all kinds of things uh, in a uh, recorded air traffic controller uh, audio, not a call, but uh, in air traffic controller audio um, hookup where they talk with each other, right? So I, I, I'm not sure. Hot mic says the headline here. I'm not sure that that's the case. Uh, maybe he was not intended to do that. It sounded like he was talking to someone. I was listening to part of the audio. And they had like just done a slice of it. It was like 40 minutes long. And then it was like some little bit something at two minutes. Then it was something at five minutes. And then at 16. And uh, so it wasn't like condensed down. If someone, by the way, in chat has a kind of a cut, like a super cut, cut down version of it. I was trying to find it, but I didn't have time just before we went on live here. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about what he's talking he's being He's being ousted now. It's being investigated by Southwest, even the, the person who uh, owns the site that details these kinds of things and and. Uh, what is it called? Live ATC. Yeah, the audio is archived at uh, Live ATC. Uh, they tweeted uh, about this, I think it was, and then immediately, of course, it was like, I, I believe I know which airline it is, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in a hot mic incident recorded over the Mineta San Jose International Airport's air traffic controller scanner, that's the word I was looking for, scanner, an unidentified pilot was heard de de delivering an explet ex <laughs> expletive heavy rant, according to the travel site, one mile at a time. In the March 12th recording, the pilot says, fuck this place, goddamn liberal fucks. He then continued making several other curse word Latin, curse word Latin comments before being interrupted by what seems to be an air traffic controller. The audio is archived, and I clicked on the link, and it just goes straight. They never want to link to it. You can actually just hear it, right? It just goes straight to the live ATC website, and so there you're like, okay, where where, where is this? This is days ago, right? Uh, but this website is uh, live streams air traffic controller audio transmissions. Uh, though the audio is fuzzy and the content of the remarks unclear, the pilot can be heard repeating, repeatedly cursing. Uh, effing weirdos, probably driving around effing Hyundai's. <laughs> Fucking road and shit that goes slow as F. And you don't have balls unless you're effing rolling. Uh, rolling coal, man. God damn it. Uh, live ATC confirmed the authenticity of the recording, but not which pilot or airline might have been involved. We can neither confirm nor verify who made those comments. A company representative wrote in an email. Now, remember, we heard about the, um, uh, you know, kind of, we've heard like people being, uh, you know, shot and killed and, and abused and stuff. And we've covered some of the stories 
where they basically said like, ah, you know, I had a bad day, you know, kind of sorry. And the media largely is like, well, you know, they had a bad, they had a bad day. I mean, sure, they committed a crime. What are you going to do? But they had a bad day. Uh, but a pilot, though, who says a couple of F words and goes after, you know, uh, people living in a certain area. Uh, holy, holy hell. Every, every, it was trending on Twitter. We got to find this guy. Who is it? Here's the, the update here from March 25th, right? Where they, you know, talk about which airline it is and what the response from the airline has been so far. And they're going to make an investigation. And this is the crazy kind of stuff uh, that you get uh, with, uh, with the times that we live in, right? So I wanted to, uh, <laughs> we'll follow up on that later. See, I'm sure, I mean, this is how crazy it is, right? I'm sure he'll get fired uh, just for saying saying a couple of bad words, basically. But uh, uh, one uh, good, I guess, slightly positive story here, too, is that the, uh, the outer fencing or perimeter fencing has finally been uh, taken down around the Capitol building. The inner fence, as I understand it, is still there uh, to, of course, protect um, protect the coup, right? Uh, but uh, the in the outer one has been uh, removed. The U.S. Capitol Police announced Wednesday that the outer perimeter fencing, which was installed following the violence in January, has been taken down. The public can now regain access to the previously restricted territory. Typical, while typically, uh, sorry, while typical Capitol grounds, public events may continue as usual. Uh, and the uh, Twitter account here from the U.S. Capitol Police said the USPS is ready to quickly ramp up security at any moment's notice if needed. However, the Capitol fence has not been removed in its entirety. The barrier circling the Capitol building remains intact as the repairs on the building continue, the Hill reported. The inner perimeter fence around the Capitol building is still in place while the department works with our congressional stakeholders and law enforcement partners to strengthen our security posture. The Capitol Police uh, added in a statement, had a couple of uh, other pictures here. So here's uh, how it's looked, uh, currently at least. Uh, I'm not sure if these things work. I, th I thought that they would announce that they're taking it down, but I guess they're just doing it uh, at the at the dead of night, and all of a sudden it's just uh, taken down. Now we heard stories that it was going to be remaining up until at least uh, summer and June and stuff like that. We'll see what happens with the inner the inner perimeter, the inner fence, if they're going to keep that up or not. Uh, they probably will, but we'll see. Um, Lord Aragon says on DLive, uh, give that man a healthy rise. Obviously talking about the, uh, uh, the Southwestern pilot. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with coming down on people. It's funny how they acting like, uh, they're all upset about language or something going at, they, they do this stuff all the time. Jesus. I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're picky, uh, and, uh, and cranky about it just when it fits, you know? Uh, okay. So, um, Continuing here in Clown World, uh, Ray, um, Rachel Levine, Levin, Levin, I've heard it. it Lev I'd say Levine, Rachel Levine, um, is the first openly transgender person to be confirmed in the Senate. Um, the person take the role of assistant, assistant secretary of health. Now we covered uh, this at the time, of course, that, uh, Rachel Levin or Levine, um, was uh, part of the, uh, you know, the tackling COVID and all these kinds of things, right? Uh, it was kind of funny, you know, believe, believe, trust the science, right? <laughs> He's like, I think you can even Google, was it the the very same people that tells us uh, men can get pregnant are, are talking about, you know, of trusting the science. I saw, a, let me see, can men be pregnant? Let me see if that, uh... I saw it, I saw a screenshot of it. Let me see here. 
And it said, yes, they can. Yeah, here it is. Here, here's the Google. Uh, here's the Google. The question is, can men get pregnant? Yes, it's possible for men to become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. So that's the, that's the official statement here by the companies. Uh, you know, they're being grilled, uh, Google in this case, on Congress right now for misinformation and taking things down. Do you think this is part of the problem? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that's the uh, that's the issue that we're talking about here. Uh, so uh, yeah, Senate confirms Dr. Le- Le- Dr. Levine Levin, a transgender as uh, as Assistant Health Secretary, in a 52 to 48 vote. Collins and Murkowski joined Democrats in supporting uh, Levine's. So that's uh, good to know. Uh, Rhino Senator Susan Collins, so she's been very odd from uh, Maine, very back and forth on some issues. She's being attacked vehemently from the leftists, but uh, uh, it seems that uh, she. Uh, excuse me, her second. Uh, yeah, everything good. Um, that uh, she flip-flops on a number of issues and then just kind of bends usually to the to the will of the liberal mob, essentially. Uh, and also Lisa Murkowski, not sure, don't know too much about her, uh, joined the Democrats and supported Levine. Levine has a horrible track record as Pennsylvania Secretary of Health. The coronavirus ravaged nursing homes across the U.S. because of the deadly Democrats' policies of forcing people infected with COVID-19 back into the long-term care facilities. That's what Cuomo, among others, are in, roped up in as well, and apparently Levine was as well. Uh, Levine, however, made sure that his 95-year-old mother was removed from the death box and transported safely to a hotel. When confronted by a reporter for moving his mother out of the elderly care facility while allowing allowing others to die, Levine answered by reading prepared notes and, taking, and talking points. Well, my mother is actually a resident of a personal care home, not a nursing home, and that is and that is regulated by the Department of Human Services, not the Department of Health, Levine said. My mother requested, and my sister's sister and I, as her children, uh, complied to com- yeah complied to move her to another location during the COVID-19 outbreak. My mother is 95 years old. She's very intelligent and more than competent to make her own decisions. Levine also believes minors can take their own uh, can make their own decisions to receive puberty blockers. You guys remember this clip? Uh, listen, just a reminder here. This is what uh, this was the what the first confirmed um, the first confirmation by the Senate. This is this is what they believe when it comes to this uh, this question here. Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is a very specific one: Should minors be making these momentous decisions? For most of the history of medicine, we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the ER. But you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty, and you think they get that back? You give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard, you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone? You have permanently changed them. Infertility is a problem. None of these drugs have been approved for this. They're all being used off-label. I find it ironic that the left that went nuts over hydroxychloroquine being used possibly for COVID are not alarmed that these hormones are being used off-label. There's no long-term studies. We don't know what happens to them. We do know that there are dozens and dozens of people who have been through this who, who regret that this happened, and a permanent change happened to them. And, you know, if you've ever been around children, 14-year-olds can't make this decision. In the gender dysphoria clinic in England, 10% of the kids are between the ages of 3 and 10. We should be outraged that someone's talking to a three-year-old about changing their sex. Yeah, yeah. I can't thank, vote for I, you if you can't. Thank make you a so much, Senator Paul. Senator Levine, thank you for uh, answering the question. I will turn to Senator Baldwin. All 
All right, that's one of the. There was another one when he actually grilled, like grills the 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 man, um, and she just goes into this kind of rant. Yeah, Jimmy Fallis over on uh, Entropy Stream. He says Levine's original name was Richard. That's right. I was I was thinking it was probably an R name. I usually is. Um, so we just, uh, but uh, you know, that's dead naming, right? That's against uh, that's against the rules. Uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much everywhere, I believe. All right, so good stuff. <clears throat> So we can, I guess we can, let's stay a little bit with the Biden administration. We make some, we, well, let's goof a little bit on Biden. That's fun. And then we'll get into some more serious stuff here. But let's begin with this thing that we missed here last week. This is just uh, incredible, right? So many things occurred while we uh, were were uh, uh, taking things apart and, and, and reassembling them here in the new location. Uh, watch until the end. Utterly brutal, completely outclassed. This is bad, folks. Uh, Thernovich says here. He has a clip uh, from Reuters. This is the meeting that um, the U.S. has with had with China, right? The Biden administration, a meeting in Alaska, uh, and apparently records uh, state that afterwards Biden had been screaming at um, Anthony Blinken, which is the guy in the foreground here in the video, uh, over the issue that he brought a purple-haired woman to <laughs> to meet with the Chinese. Uh, and it was internal, uh, you know, kind of conflict about this. A uh, number of things here. But let, let's uh, let's check out this clip here first. We'll also discuss our deep concerns with actions by China, including in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on Hong the United Kong. States, economic coercion toward our allies. Each of these actions threaten the rules-based order that maintains global stability. Uh, well, you can't blame this problem on somebody else. I have to tell you, what I'm hearing is very different from what you described. Uh, I'm hearing deep satisfaction that the United States is back, that we're re-engaged with our allies and partners. I'm also hearing deep concern about some of the actions your government is taking. Well, I think we thought too well of the United States. We thought that the U.S. side will follow the necessary diplomatic protocols. <laughs> so for China, it was necessary that we make our position clear. So let me say here that in front of the Chinese side, the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength. <laughs> you do not have the qualification. Um, so this went further, by the way, too. Uh, but it's, it was this is incredible. But basically, like, I mean, yeah, Beijing Biden and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 equally part Tel Aviv Biden, right? But but. The point still stands that it's like none of these nations <laughs> respect uh, America anymore. The paper tiger, uh, the, the, the reformation of the military is turning into this kind of LGBTQ thing. And, and, and you think these nations, I mean, we talked about that story too in one of the Weekend Warrior shows, how China, and this is like months ago now, uh, how China is like masculinizing uh, its boys and they're seeing that it's happening. They're saying they, they're being softened, softened up by being raised by uh, you know, this middle class, uh, comfortable lifestyle by women and things like that. I mean, they're going in the opposite direction, uh, while most of the West is, is just, uh, you know, crumbling and falling apart entirely. Uh, in, in fact, to the point that we're electing people now 
and confirming people, the Senate is confirming people that want to forcefully give, uh, you know, kids uh, hormone and puberty blockers, right? This is uh, this is in insanity. Um, so apparently there was some back end like uh, yelling about this uh, afterwards, and this you know didn't look good and all uh, at all at the end. Um, Lauren Boebert here, which is I guess kind of hit and miss, good on some things, uh, horrible on others. Uh, say Vladimir Putin is basically calling Biden a senile old man. China rebuffed Anthony Blinken to his face, and King Jong Un refused to talk to anyone from the Biden regime. But it's good to know that American that America is respected again. That's right, America's back. Remember that? Uh, wasn't there? No, there was another. There was another tweet there regarding that too. But um, so this was funny to watch because it's just it's just completely falling apart, right? And to make uh, matters uh, worse. Um, I missed this when it happened. You you probably saw it, but I mean, it's it's this is the pre this is the president. I remember when, remember when Trump walked down a ramp, kind of slightly slower or something. I forget exactly the details of where it was. I remember seeing the footage. I remember it was not a biggie. It was Trump just walking a bit slower down a ramp, apparently a bit slippery or something. I think it was outside or something. And it was it was just endless uh, articles about this and something is wrong in his health or whatever. Meanwhile, Biden can do this, and it's largely from the mainstream media, not a peep about this. Ch check this out here. One, two, and then three. <laughs> the last one is just glorious. He goes down again, goes up the stairs, and of course, you gotta make the, uh, <clears throat> get, you gotta say salute the troops. Don't do it, just say it. Look at that! Look at the, uh, the the third. He's like completely down. It's a one, a two, and then oh, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, but that's you know that's totally fine. Don't worry about that. Statement from the White House Deputy uh, Press Secretary Carrie Carrie Jean Pierre on Joe Biden's fall. It's pretty windy outside. It's very windy. I almost fell coming up the steps myself. There you go. So it was just. Uh, it was just a spat of wind, and then meanwhile, weather at Joint uh, Joint Base Andrews shows uh, six to fourteen miles per hour winds. So uh, this is the uh, America's back. This is the president needed to exhibit strength internationally uh, to uh, to get uh, to restore uh, America's uh, you know uh, uh, credibility abroad. Basically, uh, Jimmy Fallis over on Entropy Stream uh, regarding the. Uh, uh, Richard Levine there says, dead naming, the very term is Orwellian. Of course it is. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's just basically like what, you know, just obey, basically. That, that's what it comes down to. If you just obey and do what we tell you to do, uh, we might leave you alone. Doesn't work long term, but, you know, short term, we might uh, we might look the other way for now. Uh, a couple of other ones here while we're goofing on Biden. Uh, again, obviously not the most important thing. There's There's more important things to talk about, frankly, but at least we can have a after the fraud uh, and all that stuff, at least we can have a laugh at it. Um, so Biden forgets, for, let's just look at it, he forgets the mask, he walks out of the room, forgets the mask, walks back, and then a reporter asks him, are you ready for the uh, press conference? And and Joseph R. Biden says, what press conference? Check this out. The audio is coming in here. Forgot the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Ready for the press conference tomorrow, sir? 
<laughs> and he just walks out. Uh, it's gold. You can't you can't make it up, folks. It's uh, it's glorious. What a president, huh? Uh, good stuff. <clears throat> Biden, Ron, right? Remember that? Uh, was it? Um, was it? Air, was it an airplane? Was it an airplane? Um, I think it was another movie. There's one guy. I think it was. Um, uh, I forget which which. Uh, I think it was Leslie Nielsen actually playing that role. Uh, Roy. Uh, he was just like completely checked out, but he still had this kind of like you know, like older man. He, you you assume you know that he has authority, you know, uh, but but he's just completely gone, and, and that's kind of what Biden reminds me. Of. Forget if it was airplane was another movie. It's hilarious. Anyway, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Ron, thank you very much, Mr. President. But I think it's time our friends in the press uh, in the press leave, though. Right, so they obviously have some business to attend to. And uh, the people around Biden have to l remind him what the schedule is and, and when to um, you know, basically do the right thing and what, what, uh, what the protocol is. Check this out. Now we're going to get down to business here. And, uh, and uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, I, well, well uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. <laughs> I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. <laughs> and then look at the last of the checkout there. That's... Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, I, well, well uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. Amazing. <clears throat> Absolutely amazing. Uh, we do have some more. Biden's brain sputters out as he tries talking about the filibuster. Listen to this. So, I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor for editing how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, uh, I'm, we're waiting to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, Sorry. Oh, Sing Ming, Miss Kim. Strength. So, authority. Uh, and I think this continued too. He's talking about the um, uh, his uh, the, the, the they want to go back to a position of a filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. He might is he might not be lying here. A lot of truth has come out. Keep that in mind. Uh, with Biden in office here. Uh, so listen to this. With regard to the filibuster, I believe we should go back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. Um, <laughs> and that is that it used to be required for the filibuster. And I, I had a card on this. So I was going to give you the statistics, but you probably know them. Uh, that it used to be that uh, the that well, from between 1917 and 1971, the filibuster existed. There were a total of 58 motions to break a filibuster <laughs> that whole time. Last year alone, there were five times that many. So it's being abused in a gigantic way. And for example, it used to be you had to stand there and talk and talk and talk and talk until you collapsed. And guess what? People got tired of talking and tired of collapsing. 
filibusters broke down and we were able to break the filibuster, get a quorum and vote. So I strongly support moving in that direction, in addition to having an open mind about dealing with certain things that are, are just elemental to the functioning of our democracy, like the right to vote, like the basic right to vote. We've amended the filibuster in the past. But here's the deal. Look, man. As you observed, I'm a fairly practical guy. Okay, I think this loops into the other part that we'll listen to again. But yeah, 120, you actually said 100, when I joined the Senate, 120 years Part ago. Part the filibuster. I believe we should go back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. <clears throat> it, might be, uh, it might be sucking on that adrenochrome after all, eh? Uh, some of those baby stem cells, who knows? Uh, he might, he might, uh, might, might be telling the truth. Maybe they rolled out. You know, people have done. I mean, what Biden, like Biden, ten years ago versus. Let's see if there's a picture. Um, let's see if there's any side by side. Biden ten years ago versus today. <clears throat> Maybe there isn't. I saw one. I mean, I know that like, as your telomeres give up towards you know the end kind of thing, it 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 can be kind of a brutal slope, right? But people are like. Uh, and I mean, I'm not saying I believe this, but they were like, they, they it's not the man, right? This is, an, <laughs> this is another guy, basically. Um, so maybe they did wheel out uh, some kind of uh, vampire or succubus uh, or something like that, which, of course, have since gone demented and, and senile. Uh, there isn't any good pictures. I, I'll pull that up maybe next time. But it is quite extraordinary. You know how people, you know, do, how they age during the presidency. Remember that? That's a kind of a common theme that we've seen. Like to go very gray, and the old significant gets significantly older. Biden already went through this, so I wonder what's going to happen like during his time as president for the four years. If he can make the four years, we'll have to see. Uh, but uh, it could—I tell you—it could be a rough patch uh, before Kamala takes over, uh, unless, of course, they just go full-on hologram path, which you know the Hill talked about, and we looked at that strange uh, photo uh, footage rather last week. Uh, about the mics and stuff like that. Now, some people said it was perspective, and it could very well be the case. Jury's still out when that was, but uh, the point is, they're trying. They're 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 actually entertaining the ideas of having deep fakes and and digital copies uh, of people in authority. In this case, the U.S. president, and to wheel that out instead of actually having real press conference uh, conferences. Uh, Marty Leeds over on D Live gives uh, four, I think, a one, two, three uh, diamonds. Thank you, Marty Leeds. It was good to see you. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, it was a pleasure having you uh, uh, stopping by. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, make sure you follow Marty Leeds 33 on DLive. Uh, it does some good coverage. Uh, let me see. I just want to make sure. Uh, yes, let me see here. So we had a uh, did we have a couple of more? Uh, well, the, we can do this one real quick here. Uh, just how this 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 sickening, per, almost perverse coverage of of Biden. The way you compare it to Trump, and, and especially some of the reporters that are like directly involved in calling you know Trump a white supremacist and and things like this, and then uh, all kinds of slurs and constantly attacking and stuff was was like immediately, uh, you know, doing what you know sucking off Biden. It was just like it was, it was they're giving him a tongue tongue bath, like up and down, like it's, he can do nothing wrong. Uh, and one uh, reporter in, in particular was kind of uh, highlighted here. Yamish Alcindor, she's on MSNBC. I think she's also over on PBS uh, in in that kind of treatment of how they how they flip flopped and how 
quickly they came from like you know it's our job and role as, as journalists to you know be critical of of authority and elite, the elites and establishment and the president and things like that uh to be just complete bootlickers uh, for the new uh, incoming regime, basically. But uh, yeah, far-left PBS hack Yamish Alcindor told MSNBC that covering President Trump in the White House is a team sport and they have each other's back in their hatred of the president. This comes to no surprise uh, to the surprise uh, to no one. The liberal White House media has been against the president and any outsider who threatens their leftist clique. Um, they go through a couple of examples, what she, what she talked about and stuff like that. Uh, but she threw a couple of... Uh, you know, softball questions to uh, to uh, to Biden, and uh, baked into the questions is like, well, you're a you're a moral man, sir, and you're so decent, and you're so great, and you know. Anyway, let's listen a bit to here. It's it's uh, quite sick. Uh, okay, uh, how about Yamish? Thanks so much, Mr. President. Um, you've said over and over again that. Immigrants shouldn't come to this country right now. This isn't the time to come. That message is not being received. Instead, the perception of you that got you elected as a moral, decent man is the reason why a lot of immigrants are coming to this country and entrusting you with unaccompanied minors. How do you resolve that tension? And how are you choosing which families can stay and which can, can go, given the fact that even though with Title 42, there are some families that are staying? And is there a timeline for when we won't be seeing these overcrowded facilities with run by CPB when it comes to unaccompanied minors? Well, look, I guess I should be flattered. People are coming because I'm the nice guy. That's the reason why it's happening, that I'm a decent man or however it's phrased. That, you know, that's why they're coming, because no, Biden's a good guy. The truth <laughs> of the matter is, nothing has changed. It did try. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, Trump had this kind of hyperbole and almost, you know, with a kind of a, you know, what, what, what's the word? Um, a kind of a nudge nudge kind of way right um talking about himself in, in some of these things but i, I don't know if he, whoever, if he would ever said something like this can you imagine like all right it's, it's just funny as many people came, well i'm the good guy i'm the decent guy increase. i mean i'm here to take over after the bad guy you know come on children to the border in my administration 31 percent in the last year of in 2019 before the pandemic in the Trump administration. It happens every single solitary year. There is a significant increase in the number of people coming to the border in the winter months of January, February, March. It happens every year. In addition to that, there is a, and nobody, and by the way, does anybody suggest that there was a 31% increase under Trump because he was a nice guy? And he was doing good things at the border. So they're seeing this as, I would assume then, it, like the border crisis and the, the swelling of these uh, uh, illegal migrants that want to come in. And again, we have the, what, the catch and release pro program. The, these welcome centers are basically open up now. They take them in for a little bit. They, they tell them some bullshit story. And then they release them. They ship them into certain white areas. That's the, that's the new policy now, too. Take them to specific areas that are too white, right? That's the plan. Uh, and they're going to have FEMA helping with this. All kinds of agencies are going to you know, step into this picture and help it. Um, but they're seeing this as, as a, I guess, as a positive thing. It's a good, I mean, we know that because they want to replace white Americans, right? Uh, but the fact that they're like, can, they can show themselves, well, this is the, the, mean, the reason that's happening is because we're seen as the good guy, right? Uh, here's another one. Um, 
a clip. I think it's the same woman, but listen to her. I think this is the one where she bakes in um, the, how, how nice and how, what a decent and moral man he is in, in the question. Listen to this here. Yamish. Thanks same so much, woman. Mr. President, um, you've said over and over again that immigrants shouldn't come to this country right now. This isn't the time to come. That message is not being received. Instead, the perception of you that got you elected as a moral, decent man is the reason why a lot of immigrants are coming to this country and entrusting you with unaccompanied minors. How do you resolve that tension? And how are you choosing which families can stay and which can can go, given the fact that even though with Title 42, there are some families that are staying? And is there a timeline for when we won't be seeing these overcrowded facilities with run by CPB when it comes to unaccompanied minors? Yeah, it's a similar thing, right? But she didn't, she did, decent and moral man. I didn't hear that from the first, maybe, maybe it wasn't the same one, but it's amazing how they can just, how they just, they just, they love this guy. There's zero, I mean, they immediately talked about like, Kamala Harris amazing uh, boots that the, she had on and it, it, it went from like actually being not that it was good journalism but again from being like vehemently critical of every little minute detail in the Trump administration to just immediately just like loving this guy he's there to just to to you know <laughs> do the same thing uh it, it's just incredible to me how they, how they can pass it off and they do it with a straight face it, it's incredible right uh, I've seen her before too, by the way. We've done some other coverage, and she's just uh, horribly uh, anti-white, to no one's surprise whatsoever, right? Uh, so that's kind of the standard protocol, which have uh, revealed itself that it's just, it's just uh, whatever Biden does, he, it can never be anything wrong. And even when it's a crisis, like what's happening now with the immigration issue, with the border and stuff like that, it's actually happening just because he's such a good guy and wonderful man and an upstanding moral gentleman. That's why. Um, let me see here. Uh, Neo Hanser over on DLive says, uh, with a diamond, when DLive gives you lemons, have a diamond. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. Angry uh, angry white soccer mom with a ninja guinea. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. No, no message there. And let me take a couple of these on Entropy as well. Chaz Roberto says, thanks for the professional content. Uh, I don't know how you do it. Well, thank you, sir. We... Uh, uh, we aim to please. We aim to inform, I guess. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, like and Warrior. It was good to see you as well. He says, uh, even some of the blue-pilled normie forums that I frequent, more people are starting to notice the anti-white agenda slash rhetoric. Some of them are getting pretty nervous. Good. Um, good. I mean, it's, it's let's rip the Band-Aid off. Right, let's do it right now. I mean, it's impossible to live under these conditions. And the hatred, the... I mean, we have a couple of stories of this later, too. Just the blatant and just the absurd level uh of uh of sanction establishment sanctioned hatred even when we're shot dead in the streets and killed like we saw in colorado boulder uh where white people are specifically targeted all the victims are white not a mention of it no nothing about how it needs to be renounced what, what's causing this what kind of environment are, are we creating by you know ramping up this nothing no self-examination why because they, they want to see it happen they they like that this is happening uh, Cockfree Zone, uh, thank you, sir. It says immigrants moving across the border and the and uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, it flipped uh, flipped down. I lost my place. Let's uh, try that again. Uh, Cockfree Zone says immigrants moving across the border and blacks into white neighborhoods are essentially troops movements against whites. Yeah, I mean, especially when you have when you have this mechanism where there's an in, an instantaneous racial hostility, mostly based on. Well, it's based on false premises in the sense that many of these are programmed by the establishment and the media, 
uh, the whole apparatus basically to hate whites and that the whites is, is, is the reason why they can't achieve anything or why they're held back or why who the problem is and stuff like that. Then essentially, yes, it, it becomes a mechanism or a vehicle uh, where they get weaponized against uh, innocent white people who have done nothing to take part in this. But they're, you know, and many of this, are, this is it catches them off guard completely. They're not accustomed to this. They don't think of themselves as part of the problem or I mean, they're being told all the time that they're problematic because they're white. Right. Uh, but they're like, well, but I have uh, non-white friends and I help everyone I can. And I don't, you know, I don't have a hatred against anybody. Well, guess what? That doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, thank you, Kakfrisun. Appreciate that. Defective Goyim on Entropy seems just as Israel plans to evict up to five, uh, 550 Palestinians from East Jerusalem. Biden admin remains silent, of course. Interesting, right? Blanken, Jewish kid, big supporter of the uh, Jewish uh, state. But back in America, he's a Marxist. Yeah, that's kind of always how it plays out. Um, now I covered blank um, uh, Blinken, Blinken was it Blink? I thought it was Blinken, right? Um, Anthony Blinken. I covered. I did a segment on him a while back, and he was, I mean, horrible. Um, he was he was just like full on ethno nationalist when it comes to to Israel, naturally, and when it comes to America, it's open borders uh, and melting pot kind of uh, approach. Again, not a big surprise. But it's shocking how blatant they are. And for those who know, they see this, uh, they see this uh, double standards and uh, and it just makes makes them anger and angrier. And it becomes more and more obvious to to, to those who bother to question this or, or look you know, at, at what's happening. Um, Jimmy Fallow says, uh, Jewish state indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, forced vaccinations included. Uh, they're calling it a, the, the N-word, the not that N-word, but the other, other N-word, right? Um, yeah, I mean... It's kind of funny how they do. If you look at uh, Israel today, it's basically kind of it's basically turned into a. They have socialized much of everything, right? They have amazing, um, you know, safety networks and things like this. It, it's 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 so it's na it's national socialism. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. That that is that is. I think that's objectively true. Um, although the N-word is used, is used as a slur, of course, you know, usually against white people who stand up for themselves. But still, um, it's basically a, a national socialist uh, a state, vehement on the border. It's all about the nation, uh, gen you know, loss, uh, you know, genetic, uh, you know, you have to prove genetically in order to enter in and become a citizen and these kinds of things, right? Uh, some European countries who are being accused of being national socialist or, or evil, bad, you know, white supremacist basically would never dream of, of doing some of the things that Israel pulls off doing. So it's, uh, it, it, I guess it's true. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Fallis, for that, appreciate it. Let me do uh, a couple of these here. Uh, let me scroll up. I lost my place here on DLive. Appreciate that, folks. Thank you for the uh, support. Celebrate All Is Lost uh, is joining us with a couple of diamonds. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, good to see you. No message there. Melindy with a diamond says, uh, are you all in the same area in Idaho? Yes, we are. We haven't moved away. Uh, we're just kind of waiting until we uh, can um, basically buy land. That's what we're doing. We're, we're kind of waiting and biding our time, trying to find the right uh, place, uh, right opportunity to show up. Uh, but we're, we're in a more permanent place right now. It's still temporary, but it's more permanent. We have uh, we have some time here. So uh, that's what we're trying to achieve. Uh, thank you, Melinda, for the diamond. David Crocco, good to see you as well, sir. It was a pleasure. Uh, with the diamond, says one of my subs was um, witness as Boulder, actually. Oh, interesting. And he says, uh, again, with another dimer, um, he was a, yeah, uh, one of my subs was witness at Boulder, actually, to Schiller, the streamer. 
things are not as seen. Yeah, you know, I saw, what was it? I saw, uh, was it uh, Nathan? Nathan, what's his name? Oh, uh, Truth. Uh, oh, I forget. We, I, I check him out on DLive occasionally. Um, I forget his name. My, my, I suppose in his name. Uh, Nathan, tr uh, tr he asked Truth Clothing, that, that I remember. I forget what this uh, stream is called. Um, he had, I think he had a stream starting, and I didn't watch the whole thing, I didn't have time at the time, but it said uh, something like, the return of the false flag, question mark, and I I'll say this, but by the virtue of just how many of these attacks happened after the introduction of the gun bill by Feinstein is just, lift the veil, thank you, um, David Crocker, that's right, and born again, uh, bear. lift the veil, that's right, lift the veil, Nathan, uh, he, does, he does some good stuff, of course, uh, check him out. And uh, yeah, he said, you know, the return of the of the false flag question mark kind of thing. Uh, and I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't do this. It's what I say about it is the important thing is depending on what your objective is, right? If it's um, if it's to stop all the bullshit that's going on, you can always use it favorably in terms of you know how we, basically you can see how the flip happened, right? You can see how the opposition uh, to us, the opposition to Europeans, how they used it. So it was immediately blame Whitey for it, and then when it could turn out it was not, oh, okay, all, well, he was just mentally, uh, you know, he didn't get the mental health help that he needed, and also we need to take the guns, you know, kind of thing. And so I still see, although it not, might not be objectively true, the event as it's being told, if it's a false flag, and that should be exposed, but from the perspective of demonstrating to, to them of why open borders, why immigration is a bad idea, it's still legitimate to use it, right? Because if you, it, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's, it's if they want to use the official story of 9-11, well, let's use that then, right? And, you know, I don't default back to that, but to make an argument against their, of their point of view, I think it's okay to doing it. Now, that said, of course, that doesn't mean I wouldn't put it past them in any capacity whatsoever. It seems to be, what, a couple of years ago, it was like, Muslim shooter time after, you know, one after the other after the other, and it just like ramped up like this. And there was questions about, you know, many of them, maybe not all of them, but many of them. And then all of a sudden it just kind of dies out, right? And then the narrative seems to have shifted and it's all about white Al-Qaeda now, it's white ISIS, all these white terrorists and blah, blah, blah. They have to give you a little bit, they have to take a little bit, they have to give a little bit. They have to show this group is dangerous, they, they back off. And then they show that if they can't, if it's not happening organically where people actually do these kinds of events, I ne have never put it past them of creating them in order to serve the, the the agenda, right? And and so keep in mind, every time something like that happens, it, it's always a, a way that they can use it. That's how I view it. So it was a way they can view it, use it, and they will never let a good crisis go to waste. And that's what we've seen immediately. It went immediately from being white he's bad we have to control these white supremacists to okay let's take the guns and and also uh he was he was bullied right that's one of the headlines I have um uh he uh, he was bullied and so that's a so he, ultimately it was still white people's fault because he was bullied, he was bullied by people in colorado at, at the school he went to right um so they always do it but i'll check it out uh, david thank you for the the heads up on that uh, David sent another diamond and says, sent Lana a DM of interview. Okay, good stuff. Uh, yes, you shoot her off. If you, I'll check with Lana, but you can shoot her off to the Red Ice account on, on Twitter if you want to as well. Uh, a DM there. I appreciate it. I'll check it out. Uh, always interesting to hear that stuff, so I appreciate it. Thank you, uh, David Crocco, for that. Let me just check here. Uh, okay, so back on track. Where uh, Where were we, folks? 
Oh, quick mention here. So Trump is doing his... Uh, so Trump is doing a social, a social media network. I mentioned it briefly in the beginning. Um, I don't have much uh, faith in this, to be honest. I, I still think it's good to, to, to drive people off of the mainstream ones. But I would assume that if he has bad people advising him and telling him how to do stuff, which generally seems to be the trend for him, uh, it's going to suck. Uh, he's not a social media guy. He should have just he should have just gone with the well, go with Gab. You know, Parler. Eh, I don't think so, but go with Gab. It's fine. Go with Gab. That's just totally fine. It's established. It's there. It's running. Um, we'll see if if and when he starts this up. If he can handle the, the the sheer traffic of the thing, I'm sure there will be tons of problems. It probably won't look that great. I it could be proven wrong. We'll have to see. Uh, but. Um, he should have just maybe I could have yeah, I could have understood a media endeavor or something like that, like a full on just me like a an internet channel or something like that that has content and things uh, that would have made more sense. But in a way, you also have that kind of fracturing in many regards of the of the audiences, which is which is okay. I mean, it's it's fun to have large platforms where you have a lot of people because you can reach people that you normally wouldn't. Uh, it's not just an echo chamber and stuff like that. And you think that be that that be part of the part of the thing, right, with the social media network. The only problem is, is of course, that it's basically just people who uh, who oppose um, the, uh, the the current trends from uh, from open borders to, you know, forcefully give our kids uh, hormone blockers uh, and all this madness, the, the internationalist uh, agenda, basically. Um, those who oppose that, they get they get censored and, and, and banned and kicked off largely. There are some others, but it doesn't happen too often. Anyway, so yeah, so it says here, Trump is returning to social media in a few months with his own platform. Now, of course, take this with a grain of salt. This is uh, CNN here. Uh, they, they will always spin it in some way. Um, former President Trump is coming back to social media, but this time with his own network. A Trump spokesperson told Fox News on Sunday. Jason Miller, a long-term advisor and spokesperson for Trump's 2020 campaign, told Howard Kurtz on Fox's media buzz that Trump will be returning to social media in probably about two or three months, he added that Trump uh, return will be with his own platform that will attract tens of millions of new users and completely re redefine the game. Uh, this is something that I think will be the hottest ticket in social media. Miller told Kurz, "It's going to be completely. Re uh, it's going to completely refine, redefine the game, and everybody is going to be waiting and watching to see what President Trump does. Uh, but it will be his own platform." All right, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. What can you say? Well, uh, it'll be fun to get an account on there. Will it be free speech? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll just have to see. It's always fun to see people trying it, though. Uh, obviously, I think it will be better than the Facebooks and the Twitters and, and the, the YouTubes. Um, but we'll see. It'll probably be closer to Parler. I just have this feeling it's the same type of... I don't know. I, I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, uh, over on Entropy Stream... That's entropystream.live for slash red ice TV. Nick Fuentes Virgin Bible Lube says, I never thought about uh about race much much until I was repeatedly attacked and put down for being white. Every other race seems to be playing for uh keeps in our nations. They see us as um overly altruistic suckers. Yeah, unfortunately, that's uh that's uh that's just uh, how it goes in most uh, regards. Uh, most white people same trajectory for me. I didn't think much of it. Um, wasn't raised that way. Um, it wasn't even that it was like 
was it wrong? Yeah, maybe, but it was like, it was just not even uh, an, an issue. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you realize here's this uh, Jewish advocate, Barbara Spector, uh, who runs a taxpayer funded organization uh, dedicated at replacing not only Swedes, but Europeans. And it's like, what the, what the hell is this? And uh, and it wakes you up and you realize these people hate you and they hate you for no reason. Um, and um, or, they, or they hate you for bullshit reasons, reasons, I, I, I should say, uh, and rope you into shit that you have, uh, you know, no part of. Um, so that's what, what wakes you up. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's um, it's it's to learn the hard way. And of course, those who can't uh, kind of persevere through that propaganda and, and just turns into what uh, self-hating uh, zombies in, in, as this process continues will uh, will obviously not, um, I don't know, not make it, I guess. Um, nature is always there. That's what I've said. Nature is always there as a very powerful element that still um, is operating on us. We have an we have an intraspecies predatory relationship. We have uh, groups internally within our own species that are you know attacking each other. It's you know uh, whether it's over race or religion or different aspects like that. But if you don't wake up to that, um, you could be consumed by both, both the propaganda by the enemy, but also their 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 warfare against you, right? Um, so in a way, it's kind of a still nature rules, and and it's a natural process, and you you gotta get smart to it because uh, and get yourself in a position where you can where you understand the severity of the threat, right? Anyway, thank you for that. Um, Defective Goyim says white people need to think outside the box regarding uh, the Amish and the Marxist natural allies in Palestine and Iran. Uh, these people will show no mercy to us. Yeah, it, the problem is um, there's a lot of anti-whiteness there too. I feel. Um, natural allies, yeah, yeah. I mean, internationally, you mean that, like between nations and stuff. Yeah, that's partially true, um, but it's also worlds removed and kind of hard. Uh, to be honest, because it depends on the leadership in those countries too. In many regards, even even in Palestine, you have like uh, puppets in charge and stuff like that. If you're talking about the actual people on the actual ground, yeah, I, I would hope so. I, in a, in an ideal world, that would be the case. Um, the problem is there's a lot of, you know, a lot of there's a big like far left wing Palestinian faction, uh, which is kind of seeing you know Zionism as white supremacy basically, and they see Europe as colonial and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's more harder than that. I, I understand your point, uh, but sadly, what I've noticed and learned is that there, there's huge opposition to like moving that. They, they want you. They want. They can't just unite on that one issue and then kind of you know let the rest go. But it needs to be their way or nothing kind of thing. That's what I've noticed. Again, I could be I could be wrong, and maybe there's larger factions that they haven't been paying attention to. Uh, but hey, yeah, in an, in an ideal world, I, I'd like to see that as well. Obviously, uh, cuck-free zone. Trump is a Zionist chill. I don't trust anything he does anymore. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I totally understand. That. <laughs> I totally understand that. Uh, let's see what he can uh, what he can do. I think it's still interesting watching that and monitoring that. It's less about the man, but more about what he represents in the movement of of people that he managed to. Uh, scoop up and now the pressure on on like oh what do we do about the 74 million people that voted for trump as you're seeing more and more of that i think that's a good it's it's good that they have put themselves uh, in a position where they think half of the u.s population who voted for trump is is like an enemy i mean it's not good because it's going to cause problems i wish we could do this peacefully but they will never let up right uh and so i think that that's uh Fascinating to see where the where the MAGA movement goes 
Uh, and I think it's our job to do the best we can to wake up those people that, that are internally in it. They're the closest ones to, I think, to get them to understand versus trying to, I don't know, like reach across the aisle to Antifa Marxists or something like that and try to get them to understand because that will just never happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Cockfree Zone again follows up and says, um, how does a man decide between having kids versus putting himself in the front of the struggle, which could lead to his imprisonment or death? Uh, kids, any day. Children, that's our future, no doubt about it. Always have kids. Be well-behaved, lead by example, live a good life, uh, be truthful, honorable, uh, follow the nine noble virtues, have as many children as you possibly can. That's our future right there. Um, there are some things which we, which it's too early to solve. We're not in a position to do that. You, sure, you can be in an area, of course, where, where things are easier for you and your children obviously that uh, that's something i highly encourage and uh yeah go the go the don't feel like you need to put yourself in a position where like you know i'm gonna fight to the death of i mean i understand the sentiment don't get me wrong but sometimes that's not that's not all it is sometimes it's it's and it's not to take the easy way out in, in some cases that could be the harder way actually uh, try to live just normally and have a, have a family and, you know, have, have, have kids that are white and, and hopefully you won't be in an area where they're picked on and hated and resented and being subjected to violence and, and being terrorized just for being white. And that's what many people are right now. Uh, that's, that's a harder path to take, if you ask me. Um, but I feel that there's a lot of hot-headed young men and it's good to have them as an energy, but they need to be steered and directed. It's not, you know, don't... <sighs> Don't don't do don't do something too early or too prematurely, too rash. To I understand this. Like, well, I want to do something now, and like you know, the window is closing or something. I I want to you know, I want to fight for this now or something like that. But um, we gotta we gotta we gotta play the long term game here. We gotta gotta be cool as well. Make the right moves. Don't do dumb things. Never do anything that's illegal never do violence don't do any of this stuff that's just what the what the what our enemies are asking for for us to do right now but that will give us that will give them the excuse that they need to completely clamp down and and to a certain de degree they do that already and as we've said they manufacture the evidence but at least let them do that at least let them expose themselves and trip and fall on their own lies because that's what that's what we're, that's where we have them right now anyway a lot more i could say, say about that but that's that's what i would say have kids that's the future uh, versus any activity or activism. That's what I would say, 100%. That is, that is the activism, if you will. Uh, Michael over on uh, Entropy Stream, uh, think of that. Uh, don't know, Michael. He says, uh, Biden, Biden banned smelling cherry blossoms in D.C. Gateway Pundit has the article. Link here. What? Biden banned smelling cherry blossoms. What the hell? Let me pull this up here. Uh, I might have to send it to myself. Actually, I can put it in the dock. One second, guys. Uh, that says, sounds very interesting. Uh, sorry, guys, my comp is a bit slow, slow here. Uh, there it is. So b banning blossoms, eh? There we go. Okay, I got to send that to myself. Let me scroll up here a second. Uh, yeah, oh, some COVID thing. Wait a minute, was this the... Is this a while ago or is this new? I remember there was something with... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember part of this happened last... Didn't that, this happen last spring as well? Even under Trump, right? Um, they they outlawed just, you know, going in. The, this is kind of a tourist trap where perfectly, you know, people go there in D.C. at this cherry blossom uh, street or whatever. Anyway, it says here, 
the Biden-Harris administration is shutting down the southwest end of the National Mall around the Tidal Basin during two-week peak cherry blossom time to prevent the public from walking around in fresh air and sunshine to view the annual event in person over fears of COVID-19. Open-air memorials to Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, Martin Luther King, and Franklin Roosevelt located near the Tidal Basin will be closed. Ah, oh, too bad, so sad. Uh, Jefferson, of course, uh, great respect for the other ones. Nah, not so much. Anyway, they will be closed um, to keep people from sneaking a peek at the cherry blossoms. Well, there you go. Good stuff, right? The National Park Service has made the announcement Tuesday morning. What the NPS calls limit is a ban on vehicular and pedestrian traffic. Okay, interesting. Uh, I think if I remember, memory serves me right. I think this happened last year as well. Uh, but I could be I could be wrong on that. Uh, okay, so we did the social media one. Uh, let's see what we have left here or left what we have next. We do have quite a bit left actually. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Boulder uh, mass shooter kind of thing. Let me just double check here, make sure there's no other before we move into these topics. Anyway, thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. That's a very interesting story. Uh, Jimmy Fallis again says, if you have a decent woman, have kids. There are so few women that are not flaming SJWs. Yeah, uh, that's true, Jimmy. And also, of course, uh, many are not uh, uh, politically, they, they, they might think they are or whatever, but they, that might not be the, they shouldn't be the primary kind of objective or, 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 or issue, really. I think a lot of women, um, they do, and I mean, there's been studies on this, the statistics on this comes out every every other year. There's uh, new polls being released and stuff like that. It's like, you know, and I know there's something they can't have kids and stuff like that and other, other choices or other elements that come in. But generally, um, women who, you know, have aimed for their career, their high, you know, high paying jobs like doctors and lawyers and stuff are generally the most unhappy, uh, while women who have had, you know, have or have had kids are are much more happy uh they are basically living in accordance uh to to their nature there's always some uh you know some um you know uh, you know objections if you will to that rule obviously but uh yeah my, what, my point is jimmy you can always uh you can always um that shouldn't be the primary you can always mally that should be able to be changeable to be honest yeah and you can i think the right the right man can can also change a woman even if she she believes she's like a full-on SJW or something like that, but uh, yeah, don't stare yourself blind that she has to be perfect on, you know, all, all the topics that you're interested in or something like that. It helps obviously tremendously. It's a huge benefit, but um, yeah, you got to do it right. That's a delicate thing. But anyway, thank you for the uh, the note there. Let me just check DLive real quick here, uh, folks, before we move into the Boulder uh, Boulder shooting and talk about that. Uh, let me see here. McCooley for in with a ninja guinea. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, very kind. Lord Aragon with a diamond says Spectre, one ugly orc, my lord. Um, yeah, I assume you've seen pictures of her before, right? Barba Spectre. Uh, remember, she went on to do that. I did a video on it. The um, the destiny to unify all these uh, different Jewish groups to basically call you know build a nation and an ethnic identity and all these kinds of things. I forget what the name of the event was. I, ha I have the video on the websites and you know BitChute and stuff like that. Uh, might be on Odyssey. Uh, incredible thing if a European nation would have done that to, to unify the, the Euro European nations the, for a common you know, destiny and purpose and identity and stuff like that. Uh, nothing wrong with it, obviously. It's completely the right thing to do. But uh, imagine imagine the shrieking if, if that happened. But uh, for them, perfectly fine. No worries. 
Uh, White Rabbit Radio with the Diamond Hail Red Eyes. Thank you, Tim. It was good to see you. Thank you so much, uh, sir. White Rabbit Radio. Follow me here on DLive. Uh, he's over on Trovo as well. I think he's on Odyssey. Uh, if not, Tim, you got to set up Odyssey. But I think you are. Uh, Defective Goyen with the Ninja Guinea. Thank you so much for that. What about the great uh, Ilya Ehrenberg and Bella Kuhn? Uh, yeah, is that the... Um, uh, that's the uh, Stasi. That's the leaders of the Bolsheviks, basically, right? Uh, I used to be very, very well-versed on... Uh, on some of the stuff, and I've kind of... Uh, I need to refresh my memory on some of it, right? Yeah, it was a Bolshevik revolutionary journalist, historian. Ehrenberg is the most pro prolific and notable authors of the Soviet Union. He published around 100 titles. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Cheka and stuff like that is, is where it gets uh, really, uh, really nasty, too, to be honest. We'll see. So what was the other... Yeah, Bela Kuhn. Bela Kuhn was the leader of the Cheka, wasn't it? Let me, let me see here. I think it was. Let me just refresh my memory here. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the co Hungarian uh, communist activist, politician who governed the Hungarian Soviet Republic after uh, 1919. Okay. Yeah, look into the uh, the Cheka and stuff like this too, the secret police and all those kinds of things. That's uh, fascinating. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, um, they're, uh, they're great men, obviously, defective. <laughs> great men who give great things. Uh, defect going also sends a diamond and says uh, the big H-man in Japan both should should have attacked Russia. Um, well, I mean, they they did, right? Not Japan, but uh, as far as I understand the situation, um, there was a preemptive... Uh, the Germans knew that the commies, uh, the Soviet Union, would attack and, and inter intervene, right? I forget what the operation were called, but then it was... Well, the Germans would call Operation Bar Bar Barbarossa, right? Wasn't that what, it, what that was? I might get this wrong. Maybe chat can correct me. Uh, but that was like a it was a counterattack, but it was seen as an, ag an aggression, right? But it, it turned out that they knew that the Soviets were planning to, to do that. I mean, eventually, Europe has been consumed mostly by Marxist, uh, you know, Bolshevism. Uh, but essentially, um, if they hadn't have done that move, it would have happened in a brutal, physical way decades earlier, uh, as opposed to happening slowly and gradually by poisoning people's minds and souls and taking it over in the way they've done now. Uh, Defect Goyim joins a ninja guinea again says New York, New York Times says the Ukrainian massacre was a fascist lie and anti-Semitic in 1932. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. They've said a lot of dumb things and, of course, never trust the, the New York Times. Uh, it's all just a big propaganda uh, ruse at this point. Uh, but yeah, you're on that tra uh, trail. I huh? know yeah, it's it's good. You get a, you get a, get a look into history. Uh, question it for yourself. Absolutely right. Thank you, Defect Goyim. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the uh, Boulder Massacre here. So I mentioned kind of this, how it quickly, we don't have to go through all of these, you know, tweets and all that stuff, but basically it was like a, an immediate switch from, uh, it's a white supremacist, and one of the reasons they used for this was because he was, uh, he, he was caught alive, I guess, was one of the things, and, you know, you know, they, oh, well, if he's white, then they give him burgers like they did with Dylan Roof and things like that, so it mu must mean he's he's... He's a white guy. That means he's a white supremacist and stuff like that. Um, and uh, and then that switch when it turns out, well, he's uh, Syrian-born, right? He was Syrian-born. He came to U.S. I forget which year. His name was Ahmad al-Issa, uh, a migrant from Syria who routinely complained about Trump and racism, Islamophobia. Uh, and, of course, here begs the question, how much then was he programmed by by the media about these things? Was he listening? Was he a, a frequenter of the MSNBCs, the CNNs, the uh, the Young Turks, uh, the David Packmans, 
the uh, Ring of Fires and, and these kinds of uh, outlets? And, and if he were, what kind of responsibility do they hold in ramping up hatred against white people to be specifically targeted and murdered in cold blood uh, in Boulder, Colorado by a mentally ill ISIS supporter, right? Uh, other reports also suggest that uh, Al-Issa had ISIS sympathies and had planned to return to Syria. However, innumerable journalists and other leftist commenters were embarrassed after prematurely claiming that the gunman was white in an effort to amplify their contrived moral panic about white supremacy. In America, if you're, if you're white, no matter how many people you kill, you'll be taken into custody alive, tweeted author John Pavlovitz. We really need to ban angry white guys with guns, he added, before deleting both tweets. BLM activist Mina Harris also tweeted, uh, um, deleted a tweet that screeched, is that what it says? Uh, white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's the big problem, right? In her follow-up explanation, Harris said, I made an assumption based on his being taken into custody alive and the fact that the majority of mass shootings in the U.S. are carried out by white men. So if you just for population, uh, it's uh, actually not true. I think it pans out uh, on average. Um, yeah, here's a broadly speaking, the racial distribution of a mass shooting of mass shootings mirrors the racial distribution of the U.S. population as a whole. <clears throat> so that puts that, uh, I guess, now, there are also mass shootings. I gotta say, there are also mass shootings like those we see in Chicago and stuff. They're not taken down. And apparently, one of the reasons for this is it was something dumb. It was something like those who do not, um, those who do not talk with the police. I think I, think I, ha I think I took this story down. I think I have it here. Those who don't talk with the police or give, like, give any answers or... I, I guess that that's because then the, the motive can't be you know, pinned down or something like that. But then that they're not considered to be mass shooters or they're not taken into that statistic. There was something uh, uh, dumb like that, right? Um, yeah, so here's some other examples before we move on here. Debunking misinformation versus fake news. I'm just clicking on some of these tweets right here. Um, oh, where, where did it go? Here we go. A poor white guy who made may have had a bad day or just a sex addict killed at least 10 people in Boulder. He was only apprehended and not choked or shot to death because he was not brown, black, or a Muslim. Well, that's not how it works. I mean, more white people are killed by cops uh, every year uh, than non-whites, right? Uh, and in many regards, it's just because the, the shooter, the criminal, the murderer, whatever, the suspect, um, gives up. And they don't, you know, they don't do certain dumb things or, or, or they're clear... That they're they've dropped their weapon and they're 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 giving up, right? Uh, in many regards, that's just how simple it is, right? Um, anyway, this just as you can suspect, this just went on and on and on. Here's another one, um, like how it began, how it's going, right? The shooter was taken into custody. In other words, he was almost certainly a white man. Again, if he were black or brown, he would be dead. That's not necessarily true. Let's mourn the victims, but not glorify the killer with the attention of having his name name widely known. That's right. So let's not remind everybody of who did the shooting. Uh, anyway, so there's uh, examples after examples of that kind of stuff, right? Um, okay. All right. I think we're uh, done with that story. Let me see here. Not the whole story, but uh, this this article in question. Uh, it's always just a fun, fun to see the flip flop, though. Uh, someone had this also too. The guide. Let me let me look here. Uh, was was there a shooting? Uh, no, 
That means uh, then you can continue to cancel artists. If there was a shooting, well, did a white person do the shooting? If no, did a Republican do it? No. Did a gamer do it? No. Well, then you can demand gun control. If a white white person did it, uh, but uh, yeah, if white if white person did it, you can of course blame white supremacy, right? If not a white person did it, and if a Republican did it, then you can blame Trump. And ultimately, if a if a Republican didn't do it, and he's not white, and if it and if it wasn't a gamer, then you can blame violence in video games. Here we go, a uh, little uh, little schematic for you. basically all you need to know is if you're white. Uh, if you're white, you're guilty, uh, and uh, and if you're not, uh, you're innocent, right? Uh, FBI searches the Syrian-born Boulder gunman's $800,000 family home. So, you know, he grew up poor, you know, very not not well off or anything like that. Had a hard life, you know. Uh, but of course, it's white supremacy because it was picked on and bullied. I heard so. That, therefore, you know, it's white people's fault. Uh, more Facebook posts surface of the 21-year-old rants about Trump, Islamophobia, and the phone hacking and phone hacking, while police report shows he'd beat up a school bully who called him a terrorist. Um, here's the, our lovely man right here. Investigators were seen searching the $800,000 Colorado home of the King Scoopers, Supers, sorry, King Supers gunman. Is that one of the places he shot up? Is that a Supers? Is that like a, a burger joint, or ice cream or something? Um, gunman on Tuesday, as more of his Facebook rants are revealed, and as a police report shows that he was beating up a teen bully who called him a terrorist in 2017. Agents of the Colorado... So it turns out that, uh, I guess, that was, he, was, um, he was vindicated. The, uh, the teen bully was vindicated. I guess he was right pre-crime. He knew what was coming. Uh, agents of the Colorado Bureau of Investigations arrived at the residence of Ahmad Alawi Alissa, 21, who was named by police earlier in the day as the man who shot dead 10 white people brutally in a hate crime at the Boulder grocery store. It doesn't say that, but I said that. Uh, at the Boulder grocery store on Monday afternoon, the grocery store is about 30 miles away from his Arvada home. Alisa was pictured leaving the store handcuffed and bloody following the rampage and was booked into the Boulder County Jail today after being released from the hospital. Neighbors said the police arrived at five the five-bedroom family home around 3 p.m. and left the property an hour and a half later. Photos from Daily Mail show CBI investigators and police touring the quiet suburban street and speaking to neighbors. See, this, this these white neighborhoods that you grew up in. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're not... Uh, if you're not if you're uh, welcomed into these white neighborhoods and then terrorized for being non-white in these safe suburban areas, uh, that's uh, that's what's can uh, happen to you. I guess this is part of the uh, arrest footage right here. Just after the shooting. Uh-oh, we got suspect coming out. It's uh, 21, here, by the way. 21, ladies and gents. How in the hell did he end up in just his underwear? Now I've seen like, like in the in the in the action in the uh, scuffles and stuff. You've seen like Sorry, pants. Guys, my phone doesn't want to focus. Pants can be like ripped off and things like that happen. But it's kind of I, I don't know. They, I think they take him off, right? They take him off to make sure that there's no weapons uh, hidden or something. I, I, I think that's a strategy. But people have, you know, who look at false flags and stuff like that. Like, why the hell did he? 
like he came out just in his underwear. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, curve cocky. I, th I think they they actually undress undress him to make sure he has nothing on. They don't have time to to fuck around. Basically, he's <laughs> just quick. Show us his penis. Yeah, the uh, strip so there's no bomb exactly. Him in handcuffs, yeah. so it leads me to believe that this is a suspect. It's almost a paramedics removed his clothing since he was shot. I guess there's another take on that. <laughs> they gave him an alien swab. <laughs> yeah, I never know. Got to check. Got to go do uh, an inst an insta COVID test. And I've heard the anal is more. Uh, the anal COVID swabs uh, are much more effective. Uh, than the oral one. You have to wait for those. You know, the alien one, you can kind of get right away, you know? They're saying somebody's coming out. I don't know if this is another shooter or a victim. It's an old man, it looks like. It's an old man. <clears throat> 21, 21 year old. I saw some people. Nothing to laugh at all of this, obviously. This uh, horrific, uh, sick, uh, disgusting targeting of, of, of 10 white people in this way. Uh, obviously. But I saw people commenting on that too. Like he can't. This is fake. He's not 21. Like he's balding and he's, he has a gut already. I was like, well, yeah. Hmm? I'm gonna keep it on this guy, guys. He's got his hands up. He does like a, I mean, he looks like an old man. What can I say? <clears throat> All right. All right. So I should, uh, I'll, uh, I should look into the, uh, some of the false, the false flag claims and stuff like that. Uh, I haven't done that yet, but uh, I'm sure there's, there's always something that comes out that uh, is, uh, is weird and, and, and strange and all that stuff. Um, anyway, let me scroll down. Yeah, so anyway, they basically the same thing. He posted about the Christchurch shooter. I think he, I guess, I guess this guy was into uh, conspiracies as well. He didn't think, uh, it says here, another post dated March 16, 2019 reads, the, Muslim at the, Christ, the Muslims at the Christchurch mosque were not the victims of a single shooter. They were victims of the, okay, all right, I'll take that back. I thought he was talking <laughs> All right, he's talking about this. it's the whole system is Islamophobic. First, I thought, okay, I thought he would be like, oh, multiple shooters. There was something off with it. Anyway, um, that was that was not what the case was. Anyway, here's uh, the home here. CBI doing some investigation uh, at locations. I guess Sultan Grill was one of the uh, the places hit. You know, gotta, gotta find out those where all those whites are at Sultan Grill in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Um, here are some of the uh, tweets and stuff. We, I'm not gonna or uh, Facebook posts. I guess it is. Not going to go th uh, through all of it, but basically, he was a, he uh, was a, a kind of a, he was a Muslim, but he was kind of far left. Like when it comes to being in America, it was all anti-Trump. It was uh, white people bad, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it begs the question, as I said before, too, uh, who radicalized this man, and if he if he did have some mental illness, how did he come across some of that information and uh, to follow through consistently? Now, I, th I don't think any anything should be banned. Uh, even if there's uh, uh, idiot morons out there who can fall for shit or, or believe lies, like all the anti-white madness and stuff like that, uh, I don't think you know that should be bad. But it, but it should be questioned that to follow their logical, uh, the the logical conclusion 
which is what content radicalized him uh, and when is that content going to be banned then? Uh, you know, personally, I don't think so, but uh, uh, according to their standards, that's that's what it should be, right? Um, okay, Let's see what else it was. Um, yeah, it was something about the ref. He was a pro refugee. He wanted more refugees and stuff. And so, uh, Trump, he called Trump a dick, I guess, because he didn't want to uh, accept more refugees. Uh, things like that. Here's his little wrestling wrestling history right there. Uh, good stuff. And of course, immediately, uh, let me see what Biden said about the. I haven't seen this yet, but uh, immediately the after it was the racial angle was flipped because he wasn't white. Then the gun control issue kind of set in. Right? Let's uh, listen to this real quick here. See what it says. Here's a few words. Come on. And the motivation. It's players don't. And other critical aspects of this mass shooting. I've been briefed this morning by the Attorney General of the United States, the Director of the FBI. I've spoken with the Governor, and uh, I'll be speaking with the Mayor on the, on the aircraft. We're working very closely with the state and local law enforcement officials, and they're going to keep me updated as they learn more. You're going to ask me to speculate. Understandably, you'd ask me to speculate about what happened, why it happened, and I'm not going to do that now because we don't have all the information. Not until I have all the facts. <clears throat> yeah, because that they, they never do that. That side, they always uh, they always wait for all the all the facts to come out and be known, and uh, then they come with a a, a rational uh, you know kind of exp- explanation, right? Um, FBI new Boulder, Colorado suspect identity prior to shooting. This is it's always the case, right? And this is one of the aspects that people use when they suggest. And and keep in mind too, it might not always be that. From soup to nuts, from A to Z, every step is planned with these individuals and they, you know, do. It could just be as easy as just not letting, just letting go of that little extra checkup or security protocol or procedure if they knew about the guy or a nudging and they let him do it and let it happen. And so then they can use it to their advantage of what they do. Keep in mind, too, that, you know, when they... When we had the the peak of you know Muslim attacks both in Europe but also in America um, a few years ago now it was like a you know peak, uh, then that's all usually kind of used to to placate you know the other side that don't like open borders that might be overall just kind of Islam critic or something like that to go along with certain ways they they also come are roped into this well we have to you know something has to be done or whatever and then there's certain certain things and rules and laws that are put in place that eventually is going to be used at not just against uh you know the muslims then but that turns out actually to not be the case in many regards it's actually being used against uh, uh americans right just white americans european americans um and we've kind of seen that with the flip that happened you know the whole you know homeland security department after 9 11 the patriot act and all that kind of stuff a lot of attacks happen, and then, you know, this whole infrastructure and security grid is set up, surveillance and spying and all that stuff. And then eventually that apparatus is being turned on white Americans. When they're called, they're the terrorists now. They're the big problem. This is one of those, they just give you a little bit back. They give the other side a little a little something. If it's not, if, if this is not completely 100%, you know, organic, as it were. I mean, it is, it's, it's inorga- inorganic in the sense that he seems to have been manipulated based on lies in mainstream media publications and propaganda by the anti-whites, basically. 
which caused led to this. So in that sense, it's not organic. But let's say let's assume there's no other foul play or nudging or uh, dropping of of the guard, so to speak, along the way. Uh, then you'll you'll have you'll have you'll have certain things put in place by the establishment where they can tell us, well, we have to stop this. We got to do something. In many regards, it's you know it's weapon control. It's all these kinds of things. But in some cases, there's other more draconian laws and stuff like that. And that's when they clamp. That's when they clamp down. Uh, and use it against uh, against everybody, every American. That's what's so uh, crazy on it, right? Um, see, let me uh, check uh, entropy stream real quick here. Uh, Bill Hoover says, very interesting, after four years of no attacks, starting to have ISIS attacks again. Yeah, um, they need justification for en endless Middle East wars. I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I, it was like that they turned off the faucet, and I, I, I even said that um, probably a couple of months ago, like... Interesting how this just totally just fell off the radar and there was nothing whatsoever. And who knows? Maybe that maybe it's that time again. They turn on that faucet a little bit again. There's certain sets of justifications that come in the wake of things like that. And to a certain extent, you get the other side who normally would be critical if this was used. You know, the measures that are taken into into place to prevent these kinds of things, the side that's normally critical of those would are now more favorable to them, basically, right? So there's always a, there's always a, an ulterior motive in a game. That's being played, and it's always always used in a in a uh, uh, in a in a dishonorable way, basically, right? Uh, Jimmy Fallon says, "Did Biden call the families of the victims? Trump would have. I don't think. I'm not actually sure. I haven't read if he did. Um, I'm not sure, but it's very interesting that you know we've had this wave then of Asian attacks on Asians in America, right? And everything was organizations were popping up. It was constant pressure in the media. Oh my God, you know all these." Uh, Things are happening, blah, 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 against Asians. Um, even when there's like, like we saw with the sex addict shooter the at the spas in Atlanta. It was like, what, six out of, or four out of six or something were Asian, or it was several others that were not Asian. But the whole thing was still being spun as an anti-Asian hate crime kind of thing, right? Um, Black Phillips says, Henrik, have you reported on the latest migrant gang rape in Swedistan? Yeah, a, a young girl was raped so br uh, so brutally by future by future doctors and engineers. Her abdomen uh, exploded. I saw this in passing, and I was going to cover uh, it maybe tomorrow. I think uh, I've not looked into the details, uh, but I'll have to. And it's always just, uh, you know, it's always just sickening to do. It's it's uh, it's very frustrating sometimes to cover these kinds of stories. It has to be done because not everybody knows, and it's good to use them to kind of you know shock people into uh, awakening. Basically, people are like on the fence or on the borderline and stuff like that. Uh, but sometimes I, I do have to admit it's it's uh, it's uh, it's also tiresome uh, to to have to do it. Uh, but it has to be done. But yeah, I will cover it tomorrow, Black Phillip. Uh, thank you for the reminder. Or uh, or. God damn you for the reminder, uh, rather. All right, um, let me check DLive real quick here. Uh, da, 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 let me see. Let me go back up here. Uh, Defected Goyim with a Ninjagini. Thank you for that, sir. It says, uh, the big H-man attacked Poland from the west. September 1939, installing an attack Poland from the east. Yeah, then you have this, what, the Ribbentrop uh, uh, pact, right? Where, interestingly, it was like, wasn't something like, Soviet attacked or went into Poland and then Germany went in after? Or was it the reverse of that? And then one side was seen as the liberators, although they were kind of an aggressor or something. I, and I forget which direction that happened, It was, but it was kind of funny. Uh, Poland, uh, funny, but you know, uh, 
I think it might have been the Soviets that kind of went in and took over, and then it was like, oh, oh, they well, they've liberated them from from the Germans now, while they became you know an occupying force basically. Uh, Ryan himself with the diamond. Uh, the bullying aspect reminds me of Chris Dorner. Who was that again? Chris Dorner. Was that one of the like incel? The guy accused of being an incel or something like that. Chris Dorner. Oh, was that the uh, the? Uh, he was shooting up a military facility. Was that it? Was a Los Angeles police officer? No. Oh, no, no. Chris Dor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Weird. I'm seeing a different photo here. Okay. Chris Dorner. He was the guy who... Was he shot by... Uh, by, uh, like, BLM? No, no, no. This is way back. I'm confusing. I'm confusing the, uh, the story here. Chris Dorner. 2013 committed a series of shootings in Orange County, L.A. County, Riverside County. The victims... For law enforcement officers, okay, yeah, yeah, and the daughter of a former police captain, Dorna killed four people and wounded three others. Dorna died in a standoff with San Bernardino County Sheriff deputies after a shootout at a cabin. That's right. This, this is why back, while back, I wasn't really covering too many of these types of topics then. Maybe that's why I can't remember it, but uh, okay, that's interesting to know. Uh, the bullying ass reminds me of Chris Dorner. Yeah, maybe there's a different spin or something, Ryan, that will do on that. Uh, I'm sure there always is. Again, always another way that we'll use it. Uh, defective Goyim says, he, uh, was he a Syrian refugee? Now, I maybe, maybe. I think I think the status might not have been that he entered in as an actual refugee, uh, but they might have gotten permanent residency on under a different clause due to the fact that they were from Syria or something like that. But it seems like obviously a very well-to-do well family, well-off, who I guess just took off after, I would assume, the the, wars, the war breaking out in Syria uh, or something like that. Thank you, Defective Goyim, Ryan, and uh, for, for that input. Uh, okay, let me move let me move along here because I have a couple of more things. I just quickly want to show here uh then the 10 victims here all 10 victims were white when is the media going to talk about this when is this going to become an issue um how are we how are we supposed to live like this when we are being openly targeted in a climate and in a time when there is just a small a percentage of victims belong to one group and then the whole the whole crime the whole spree becomes just about that the, uh, about that group right but when it's white people Oh, what do we do about the the guns and all that kind of stuff, right? It's incredible. But here, here are the uh, the ten uh, victims. So F in chat to uh, to all ten. One of them includes a police officer there, the middle, uh, the top, fifty uh, one year old. I uh, should pull out the names, but uh, again, ruthless, uh, senseless murder and killing uh, based on nothing but uh, anti white uh, hatred and, and lies, right? That's how we have to view it, and and also the fact that. That there that this dialogue is not being had in in the mainstream press of like well this is you know these people were targeted because they were white uh, the, how do we stop this what's leading to this who's responsible how was he radicalized there is an an, an ultimate in, endorsement of this by the establishment where they're like well we're not going to look at it from this point of view because these people are white because we ultimately don't care about them uh, why because they're white. And and that's the enemy, basically. Um, and so they don't. We don't get at all the same treatment. We're not. We're never victims. We're always aggressors. And if we somehow end up getting shot, well, obviously then it's our fault, right? So National File had the article too. Hate crime question mark. Well, absolutely. All ten victims of the bullet shooting uh, was uh, or are are white rather. There's other uh, things like like this. Just a quick uh, rundown. 
Racist black man stabs 12-year-old boy in the neck at McDonald's while ranting about white devils. Or is this getting the... Is, is this part of the all the anti-white hate crimes that we're seeing? No. That dialogue is not being hab, had. It's it's not it's not something that's they discuss in this context, right? Um, some other ones. Check check out this. Twitter won't say if dehumanizing language about whiteness violates its rules. So on many of these platforms, it's okay uh, to hate whites. It's okay to come down on white people. It's not a, a hate crime if you go after white people. Um, how is this contributing to the violence and to the murders that we're seeing right now? And of course, this is being spun continuously by new mechanisms in the mainstream media, uh, Hollywood, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, all these services and streaming platforms and stuff like that, continue put, to put out this uh, this fake uh, bullshit that uh, white people are, are are evil and devils and somehow they're te they're terrorizing uh, you know people and stuff like that, right? Breitbart had, had a story here. Uh, black family terrorized by white suburban suburbanites in Amazon Prime video series, Them. I actually haven't seen the uh, trailer yet here. Let's take a look at this and see what's uh, going on. I'm sure it will be fantastic, right? But white people are evil and want to destroy an innocent black family in Amazon Prime's Them, a new horror series that looks and sounds like Jordan Peele production, but in fact comes from executive producer Lena Waithe. All right. Let's, uh, let's check this out, shall we? Pretty nice, huh? Bigger than I looked in the pictures. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. You couldn't imagine a nicer place to live. I wish I was home. I wish I was back there. Look at those devils, the Nazis. This home is ours. This is how it begins, with one family. They came from someplace worse. We'll have to make this place worse. What's worse than worse? Heard them folks in Compton straight up evil, man. Wait, is this supposed to be Compton? There's something bad in this house. I don't like it. We got our eyes on you. <laughs> Amazing, amazing stuff. Of course, new series April 9th. But you know, this there's no uh, there's no uh, there's no incitement uh, here. Uh, there's no uh, there's no there's no subtextual uh, context here that needs to be understood and analyzed. Yeah, Lena Waith Waith, I guess it is. Uh, is one of the uh, writers here. Um, 
and of course she's some kind of, I guess, I would, I would assume she's some kind of like BLM activist, essentially. She's some LGBTQ uh, screenwriter, producer, actress, uh, Westworld queen and slim. I remember we've covered that sometimes, uh, some while ago. Uh, Boomerang 20s, I haven't seen like any of this hardly, but uh, some of it I, I've uh, covered it before. Uh, all right, so then, then you know that's it's these uh, uh, it's when these innocent uh, black people come to these uh, criminal, um, horrifically evil white areas when things uh, get really really scary. I saw that other short, you know, should see if I can find it. Was so good about like you know if you again if you're white if you flee uh, or if you move to somewhere else then you're you're racist. If you move into an area which is non-white, then you're gentrifying. Then you're also a racist. It's just as whatever, whatever you know, you do, it's it's impossible for you to win. And then they can kind of spin this narrative on top of it that it's like, uh, you know, wa watch out because it's in it, it's in these white neighborhoods where things are really scary. We, we, maybe we've seen this narrative now for for actually quite a, quite a few years, to be honest. Uh, but all right, there you have it. Just a quick mention of that. Um, I wanted to, yeah, this one is kind of interesting too. Uh, just a quick mention because if if hate crimes happen against white people, we are also demonized if we want to protect ourselves, right? If we do things where we, well, okay, we're, you know, we're being targeted, blah blah blah. They would never have headlines like this, right? And showing here's white people arming themselves to defend themselves against hate crimes when we're when white people are the, the, the highest recipient, if you will, or uh, victim of hate crimes, right? Forbes says more Asian Americans are buying guns for protection from hate crimes. And and it's fine. I'm okay. I'm, this is okay. This I'm fine with it. But it's amazing how casual this could be like, oh, good. They're buying, uh, you know, they're buying assault rifles and, you know, um, Koreans on rooftops. Here we come. You know, no problem. Let's let's do this, you know. Uh, and the reporting on it, uh, nice and laid back, and it's not really a big problem or anything like that. Um, here's another one here of more uh, white supremacists uh, that are targeting Asian beauty shop supply store owners or beauty supply store owners. Uh, let's watch. You will see only on two tonight a beauty supply store owner in North Harris County speaking out after she was attacked you see the video there inside of her store that beating caught on that surveillance video and today a woman accused of assault is facing a judge kprc 2's andy sirota live at the store with a closer look at that investigation andy chris the kim family has been in the beauty support beauty supply business for 10 years. They opened up this location here in North Harris County a couple of years ago, and they say they've never had any trouble up until recently. The owner says this attack has left her traumatized beyond belief. We do want to warn you that you may find the video that you're about to see disturbing. Business owner Jung Kim recounting the moment she says she was punched in the face by a female customer, hurling racial insults at the 59-year-old as she pummeled her. Like, you little Asian girl. That's what she remember. The beating caught on the store's surveillance camera. The attack left Kim bloodied and bruised with a broken nose. Racial harmony, ladies and gentlemen. That's what uh, that's what you're watching here. Melting pot racial harmony uh, but of course if you can just remove the whites out of the picture uh then there won't be a problem uh there will be there will be peace at that point no son says you're gonna need surgery 
Yes, later. The trouble started after Jung Kim asked Keandre Young, Dequisha Williams, and three other women to leave her store after they knocked over several wig displays. And then they start saying like something like a racial word, like they say like the Asian Asian people like should be in the black market, like we stealing their money. The video shows the women returning to Jesus. the store, knocking over the displays again. Young eventually charging Kim, punching her at least eight times, still beating on her with her fists as she lay on the ground. Her son was hurt too. He says the women scratched his face as he tried to fight them off his mother. The situation escalated from there. Her son says the pair nearly ran him and his father over with their vehicle in the parking lot. We never thought that it's going to happen to us, you know, because all of my customers, they're nice to us and we're nice to them. We have a, like a good environment here and a good experience here. Customers who consider themselves regulars in shock over what took place here. I think that's terrible. I don't see any reason for anyone to do something like that to her. She helps whoever. She helps you as soon as you come to the store, whatever you need. They have since hired security here so that something like this doesn't happen again. Live in North Harris County tonight, Andy Sirota, KPRC 2 News. All right, <clears throat> good stuff. So that's what we're uh, that's what we're looking at here, right? All those white supremacist attacks uh, are continuing against Asian Americans. Now, Check out this here. This is, a, this is an amazing thing. Shout out to uh, Hard Bastard as well for uh, digging this one out uh, on uh, from MSNBC. Uh, they're doing a, you know, it's, it's kind of a cliche at this point, but it's we have to we have to nail this narrative here that Im imagine if this coverage was done about a white group. It would never happen, of course. Right. The MSNBC doing a puff piece a, uh, on 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 the uh, NFAC. The, and listen, listen to the beginning to it. She won't even say it because it stands for not fucking around coalition. It sounds just, I mean, it's dumb, dorky, whatever. Uh, and, and I guess violent as well. We're not fucking around. We're going to shoot people. Um, and making it seem like it's a, this is a fine institute, a fine organization. They're just standing up for themselves and... Oh, they have. Keep in mind, they haven't done anything violent. Uh, they're just a militia. Uh, how many militias have they gone after that are that are white that they're now just basically uh, targeting and, and and singling out as terrorists? They would never talk with an organization in this way that advocated for a white ethno state. Imagine that. Anyway, here's the coverage. Amazing stuff. Look at this. Too often feels unprotected, and the group that's stepping up to. They're known as the NFAC, an unarmed all-black militia. You might have seen um, an armed black militia that you might have seen at protests in Georgia, Kentucky, and D.C. Joining us now from Atlanta with more on this, NBC News this is correspondent amazing. Look at Morgan this. Radford. Morgan, tell us about this group. Mika, good morning. The bottom line is this group says that the U.S. government, as oh, well as law sorry. enforcement, simply does not do enough to protect black Americans in this country, which is why they say they're taking matters into their own hands. And interestingly, Mika, this is a group that is growing. They say they now boast recruits in nearly every single state. So we decided to go and embed with them and see exactly what they're doing. And Go in bed with them? Is that what she said? Is that a term I haven't heard before? Um Imagine them go, going on the inside of an all-white militia group, and let's. Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, and and not doing it to like you know 
oh my god, like a, this is a warning. They should be shut down, and this is an evil neo-Nazi group. Basically, this is it's incredible coverage. Why? Take a listen. Where is her? The sounds of war right here at home. <laughs> this is the NFAC. <laughs> and all How's it? The sounds of war. The, the the way they cover this is just a. Oh, they're just they're. It sounds like war when we meet up with them. They're they're getting ready to shoot some white ass. <laughs> black militia with a mission to defend the black community by any means necessary. So this is training for one of the new chapters. Yes. Appearing by the hundreds at protests from Stone Mountain, Georgia to Louisville, Kentucky, demanding justice for police killings and countering what they believe is the threat of right-wing militias. It's a movement started in 2017 by this man, former musician and Army veteran John Grandmaster J. Johnson. Is the movement growing? Grandmaster J. We met with him outside of Cincinnati, where he says another new chapter is now in the works. The NFAC stands for the Not Effing Around Coalition. What's behind the name? The NFAC was born out of the last four years under the Trump administration. The deterioration of racial relations in this country. It means that you're preparing yourself to defend yourselves. While the group style echoes the Black Panther Party of the 1960s, their goals are distinct, focusing on defense with the ultimate goal of a black ethnostate. What makes us so different is that our goal is our own government, our own country, a place where we can determine our own Oh, and it cuts off a little bit. Sorry about that. Determine our own fate, he says right there, right? And, it's like, and, and I'm okay with this. It's like, of course, the, the, awesome, great. You should, you know, protect yourself and all this kind of stuff. But the, but the comparison here, that whites are incessantly demonized, even, even the whites that are like in, associated with people who knew somebody who went to an event where there were people who said that they want to see an eth a white ethnostate one day. <laughs> it's like they get uh, doxxed and harangued and they lose their jobs. They, they're uh, uh, terrorized and harassed to the point where some of them commit suicide. You know what I mean? And here's this like casual... Just oh, so you want to you want a black ethnostate? Okay, well, great. Um, well, keep in mind they haven't done anything violent, and they just see violence as the last effort resort to where to, to where to turn to get what they need and, and what they want. Uh, it's it just it blows my blows my mind to see the to see this kind of coverage. It's just incredible. violence an option to reach your goals. The United States was built on violence being an option. Vi okay, so then that was okay, I would assume, because you're uh, adopting the same tactics, right? So you would assume they, was, they were cool with that then, right? <clears throat> actually, it was not, though. Maybe many parts of the U.S. was actually purchased. <laughs> there were, like, treaties, and, and they actually, you know, they won. Sure, they won some wars, uh, you know, to gain some of the territory, uh, but some of it was actually purchased, right? It purchased from Mexico, purchased from uh, Canada, France, Russia, uh, there's some, some other countries too, I think. Violence should be the last option. Extremism. So he says violence should be the last option, which means it is still an option. He just told the TV reporter violence is on the table and they don't even say a squat about that. They're totally fine with it uh, because these people are going to line up and help us to kill Whitey. Let's kill Whitey, everybody.
Experts say the group is distinct from far-right militias. They have not risen to the level of concern of, say, the three percenters, the Oath No, of course, they have exactly. Not engaged in violence. In fact, in most of their pre of their demonstrations, they have in fact coordinated their activities with police. When you. Uh, so they're doing it, uh, they're covering for them here, and in fact having an expert coming in, to assuring us here at this point that, well, you know, you have to keep in mind that they're not, they haven't been violent, so therefore, well, uh, how many mil militia groups are it that are not even actually racial, this is a racially based, like, all-black militia. There are militias in the, in America which is never, like, uh, they're not even, like, any explicit uh, on the racial issue or anything like that. Uh, sure, it could be that all of them are white. That's in the that's in the militia group, right? But that's on itself is a disqualifier. Then that that's problematic. That's something has to be done about that. But how many of those groups have they attacked? That have never done anything wrong. They've just showed up in the in the under legal pretenses at an event or at a building or something with weapons. And just because just their mere presence of being there, being armed, uh, is a threat, you know, to to these types of reporters, right? It's incredible talk about January 6th and we saw those rioters storm the Capitol. What do you say to critics who say you're no different from them? They're extremists, you're extremists. Show me where we have done those things. They've killed people. They've disrespected <laughs> the government to the point where they have invaded its sacred halls. Show me where we've done those things. Because Interesting edit that just show me where we've done those things. Um, so basically what, how this would have been done if it was uh, uh, coverage of a white group that wanted something similar, uh, there would be the association. Because obviously, these guys have showed up at Black Lives Matter events, right? BLM events, right? So then you would say, okay, well, BLM has murdered people. They beat people to death in the streets. They burn people alive in pawn shops in Minneapolis. <clears throat> they target people that are white. They, they hunt them down on the streets. Shop owners that stood to try to protect their own, own stores. All summer 2020, they've rioted, they burned buildings, uh, they they beat people to death. I mean, they, I don't know what the tally is on now, 20, 20 bodies or something like that, right? Again, imagine a right-wing group having just an, a whole summer just like that. Uh, you had Antifa on the side of it too, but they, they would be linked. Well, you have supporters of that group internally in your group. And so you have done violence. You're part of the violent t tendencies of a, of a group that's moving in this direction. It's an umbrella of, of ideologically unified people. Uh, whether you're a card-carrying member of every single group or not has never been a, has never been a problem when they report on, on, on white people that they deem to be, uh, you know, thought criminals. Um, so anyway, let's, let's move on here. Because we have done them. We were allowed rare access to one of their training sites at a secret location in rural Georgia. We are now driving to the NFAC training facility. We spoke to one member who chose to go by the code name Shy to protect her anonymity. This one is the handgun. Correct. Yes. And then what do you guys do next? We are going to the area where we practice our primary weapons firing. Why did you decide to join this movement? It's for the cause. Black people, we need to learn how to defend it. This is definitely one way to do it. Do you all I mean, for the cause. jobs? You work in all different sectors. And Absolutely. We're business do you think they'll be docs? Do you think they'll lose their jobs? Of course not. Owners, we're doctors, lawyers, we're your everyday person, anywhere from Walmart to the corporate sector. What are you Remember, right now the system is trying to tell us, uh, you know, after January 6th, 
there's these white supremacists, these right-wing terrorists. They could be anybody. They're, they're all former veterans. They're police officers. We have to weed and snoop them out wherever they are. We have to get them out of the military. We have to fire them from their jobs, right? Here is just, oh, how one, just normal professional people standing up for their own ethnostates. One, this is wonderful. What are you all training for? We're training for self-defense. A response to show they won't be scared or unprotected any longer. Mika, we asked the group several times to give us an exact number of their membership. They refused to do so, but it appears to be in the thousands based on the number of people who have come to their marches and also based on the number of people who saw at one individual training session. But it's also important to note, Mika, that the NFAC has no record of violent incidents. However, their leader, Grand This is this continuous assurance that this is fine. They have a they didn't do nothing, and therefore this is completely legitimate. Keep that in mind. Master Jay has been recently indicted on federal charges by federal officials who alleged that he pointed a rifle at officers during... Oh, so there was oh, so there was an association of someone who was criminally indicted for this. Oh, okay, but you know, the, generally speaking, uh, you know, they don't hate, uh, they, they don't have done too much violence, so it's okay, right? ...in support of Bianca Taylor in Louisville, Kentucky, last September. That case is ongoing. He says pleaded not guilty, and we are waiting to find out the results of that case, Mika. All right, Morgan Radford, thank you for that uh, incredible report. Um, so, Reverend Al, it's interesting. <clears throat> I, I, I think back to the 1960s, reading about, uh, reading about unrest in uh, specifically Los Angeles, and uh, suddenly there were white legislators uh, when black Americans were getting armed. Uh, there were white legislators in California who suddenly supported gun control. Then that changed. I, I'm gonna be, it's going to be curious to see what happens. We're, we're so used to seeing uh, white uh, middle-aged guys uh, with uh, military-style weapons hanging out around state legislatures. See, they're repeating that. That's that's the issue. That's the problem. This is what we need to be worried about, right? It's skipping a bit the video here for some reason, but the audio should come through fine. So it should be the point should be made. And just walking around casually with them, it's going to be interesting to see what reaction it is when it's not white guys doing that outside of state legislatures but it's actually an organized black militia well yeah what happens then is they get puff pieces about them in the media they get could if they get any coverage at all it's generally favorable positive coverage that they're doing something oh they're advocating for their own ethno state oh let's let's uh why don't we cover that exciting black power organization that's arming themselves to form their own ethno state? Yes, uh, let's do that, pr producer uh, Bergstein. Let's uh, let's cover how uh, wonderful they are. I agree. It will be interesting. And, and what I think is also interesting is that we've not seen this group go to state legislators or go to any places of government and threaten them. It is really surprising to me that we've not seen more groups grow in the black community before, given that you had what happened with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, Rashid Brooks, all happened within a short span of time. It but all the white people that are targeted, right? The, the boys that are thrown off of balconies, the kid, <coughs> uh, Cannon Hinnant, that's shot in the head, right? 
the the boy, twelve year old, stabbed by a guy who's running around talking about white devils and stuff. The ten people murdered, and you know, it's like we can't formulate the. We, I mean, we can, and we will, and we do, but we can't drive that narrative like collectively in the media. If you try to defend yourself, here, here's the double standard, right? We're, we're we're done with that clip there, right there. But the, this, the, it's just amazing. Uh, the 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 chutzpah from uh, from uh, MSNBC here to to go this way and the way that they're like it's kind of tiptoeing around some some items here uh, of of pulling this narrative. But we see so we can't even defend ourselves even when we they can arm themselves they can push for an ethno state and I'm I'm fine with that. Do your thing. Good good for you guys. I don't have problem with that. N- nothing like that. I'm just I'm just highlighting the intense media. Uh, uh, contradictions and double standards here, right? Uh, and the coverage overall by the establishment and, and the way that they look the other way for this, right? Uh, here's a clip just to remind you. It's uh, about three minutes long, but just to remind you the 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 outrage that occurs when you, when you just even say that it's okay to be white, right? We're not talking about people arming themselves. We're not talking about people advocating for an ethnostate. They're just... They're just saying it's okay to be white and putting up posters of that. This is the difference. Look at this. Well, Griffin Baker Royo is still awaiting tonight to hear if he'll be punished or not by the university for putting up those posters that read, it's okay to be white. He hasn't been criminally charged, but we do know that he's been referred to student affairs here at the university. But many at FGCU say they were offended by his act, especially Dr. Ted Thornhill, who teaches the white racism class. That it's okay to be white? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Holding signs on this Vancouver overpass. Here's what it looked like along Waverly Lane in North Fort Worth early Thursday morning. The University of Maryland and Montgomery Blair High School in Silver Spring. This afternoon, Tufts University. Metro Vancouver neighborhood. Bates College. It's some UC schools. East Grand Rapids. The University of Idaho's campus. And it just stopped me in my tracks. I was really horrified to see that. Um, So I ripped it down. First, I took a photo because I wanted to alert people to the fact that this is happening in my city. The signs have since been taken down. I did, however, manage to find one still crumpled up on the ground right next to where it had been posted. It's not something that we're going to tolerate, whoever it's coming from. Many calling it white supremacy propaganda. Here's another look at the signs they read it's okay to be white some students turn to social media tweeting about not being okay with the posts lee is on the uc davis black leadership council which called a town hall meeting friday to discuss the posters and racial tension on campus now answered with nazi lives don't matter and this poster standing against racism sexism and all forms of bigotry the school's president chuck staben says The slogan, it's okay to be white, is associated with white supremacists and neo-Nazi groups. All of this comes on the heels of a recent report sent to council members about anti-immigrant activity in other parts of the city involving, quote, the placement of defamatory banners and flyers on public property. Oh, yeah, it's okay to be white. F*** you. In my country, you. I'm about as white and as old as you're going to get in this neighborhood. Mary Elizabeth Summer couldn't believe it. This flyer found just down the street from her front door. She says it made her so upset she took it home and then ran it through the shredder. What started as a prank on the online forum 4chan, now reported as being associated with white nationalism. (laughs) I am married to a half black woman and this neighborhood is very culturally diverse. 
important to spread more awareness at FGCU. The university is offering a class called White Racism, a discussion mm -hmm. on race, immigration, and white supremacy in the post-Obama era. Bates is working actively with the Lewiston Police Department to investigate where these flyers were posted, by whom, and with what intent. We condemn any attempt to incite hatred and bigotry based on race, as contrary to Bates' most deeply held values. Mm -hmm. UC Davis Chancellor Gary May wrote an editorial in the California Aggie, reading in part, UC Davis has been and should continue to be a focus for wide open dialogue on an unlimited range of ideas, including those that many find disturbing. Anonymous flyers, however, are not dialogues. The principal sent parents a letter that says, in part, we will not fall victim to attempts to divide us. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment for every student. District 4 Councilman Kerry Moon isn't taking it lightly. And I condemn any type of uh, literature uh, sign that uh, is posted uh, that may be offensive to some folks. And the Public Safety Department says that it is continuing to investigate to figure out who's behind all of this. In the meantime, the new West Police Department says they haven't received any complaints, but have opened an investigation. Well, the councilman said this kind of activity is considered a Class C misdemeanor, and those responsible could face a citation. He also said instead of ripping the signs down, neighbors should call police immediately and leave those signs up since they are considered to be evidence, and then just let the police investigate the situation. Uh, it's, uh, it's incredible, right? It's, it's just... Arming yourself, calling for an ethnostate, saying violence is on the table, good pieces in the media. Hanging up poster that says it's okay to be white is a criminal offense. Do you understand where we are now? Do you understand the myth of white villainy? What's happening here? What's being formulated? How, this, how they're pulling this off? How it's done? And just the, the incessant uh, just, well, coverage of this, but how, how everybody in the establishment just folds to this immediately, right? Um, just look at a story, a story. Well, there's a story. It's more of an image I want to show you, too. Photo collage reveals who commits the mass shootings in the U.S. today, right? This is from 2019. Um, do you think they'll talk about this? No, of course not. It's, it's the narrative is it's white supremacy is the big boogeyman. That's the big problem. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to root out, right? Um, again, check out this one here. City of Oakland Mayor is giving families of color $500 a month if they're low income, right? But if they're white, they're not going to get anything. It's, there is, it's, it's incentivized racial discrimination. It's defined, it's, it's a definition of the word itself, right? You, you're on the basis that they're a different race, you will not receive the benefits, right? That, that's, that's where we are right now. We've covered this this crank before I forget what it was Libby Schaff I remember we I remember her name remember her mug uh, but they're just they're, it's just completely it's just completely out in the open all of this now just complete uh discrimination right um city of uh, Illinois city approves first government reparation programs uh, program in the US right remember uh Oregon is doing this now too um I had a story about that. I'll just show the headline quick here because we, we're going to move on and wrap up here shortly. Um, and then, of course, in the meantime, you have, uh, you know, the Biden administration is, is uh, urging people or people urging the Supreme Court to just basically let cops enter homes and seize guns without a warrant, right? The, the, the gun 
uh, laws and upset like disarm Americans, openly discriminate against whites, encourage uh, non-whites to organize, get more weapons, and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's a perfect storm that's brewing with all of this at the same time, right? Uh, okay, let me uh, let me just check these here real quick, and then we're gonna do like the last little segment here. I'm gonna try to be quick about that regarding um, regarding the some of the real predators out there too. Remember how the Remember how the mainstream media is constantly kind of putting down people who are worried about pedophiles and sex child trafficking and networks and things like that, right? Uh, anyway, before we do that here, Lord Aragon on DLive sends a diamond. It says, gotta wear body armor just to go shopping. Shake my head. Yeah, it's insane. Defective going with the diamond says, why, does Prime do why doesn't um, Prime do a movie on Palestinians in Israel? Uh, because they're not interested in that. And they... Uh, they ultimately don't give a shit. They use it, they can use the Palestinian thing when it can be used as a sledgehammer against white uh, culture in some way, or that it's like, yeah, they have this Israel Zionist white supremacy kind of thing, and then they can use it, right? But that's just how far it goes. Otherwise, it, it's just, uh, you know, all talk. They, they don't care about it. Uh, Neo Hanser with the diamond says, last option. Sounds like a lot of like a final solution. Yep, you got it. Uh, referring to the clip we saw with the not fucking around coalition. Project Algis with the diamonds is White Lives Matter uh, worldwide demonstration on 4-4-11. What is that? Uh, April 11th? Is that what that is? Okay, interesting. I've not heard about that. 4-11. Uh, so I guess, would assume ev everywhere then or wherever people will do it, I would assume. Uh, Defective Goyen with the diamonds says, are the schools segregated in Israel? I believe they are. I th I've, I've seen... Now, there could be some areas where they are attempting or something with segregate, but as far as I know, I think they're all uh, uh, segregated. Uh, that's what I remember covering uh, at least at least a while ago. Uh, Bill Hoover on Entropy Stream says the fake anti-Asian narrative is just a setup, uh, is just set up uh, the framework to be able to make you un, uh, unable to criticize China, just like our greatest ally in the Middle East. Interesting take. Yeah, the fake anti-Asian narrative is just set up uh, is to set up the framework to be able to make you unable to criticize China, just like our greatest enemy in the Middle East. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I always thought it was a, an anti-white spin to it, obviously, <clears throat> that they wanted to take with the, with the anti-Asian narrative. Um, and then when that doesn't kind of reveal to be true, that it's like trouble in paradise with, you know, diversity is our greatest strength, and then it shows something else uh, is happening when you, you, know, you slam and force uh, different races and religions and cultures together like that. Uh, you'll inevitably get uh, friction and conflict and, and things like that. They have to kind of steer away from that and, and focus on something else. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Bill Hoover. I appreciate that. Uh, Rowdy Dude with the diamond says, can't wait for a time that uh, that's genuine and heterosexual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we'll get there, sir. Uh, keep fighting. You'll see. Uh, it, it, it will be it will be worth it. Will be worth it. Not that we should laugh or everything, but occasionally try to butter up the popcorn and put on the clown music and just enjoy the ride because, you know, <clears throat> it's about about to get funny. Uh, difficult, too. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, we can laugh at it. Um, all right, so let's uh, do this kind of as the last little segment here. <clears throat> one, uh, one of the... The title of the show is Real Predators. I'm going to show you a couple of examples of how... Uh, what happens uh, in some areas of, uh, well, power too, for that matter, for the second story like we're going to cover. But we'll begin with this. Uh, hundreds of Reddit forums locked down, admin fired after allegations of supporting pedophilia. 
Boy, uh, oy vey, what a, what a strange uh, turn of events over there on Reddit. Uh, Reddit recently hired former UK Green Party politician Amy Chancellor, or Ch Challoner, rather, uh, who has been accused of supporting pedophilia. In 2017, Chandler selected her father, who was convicted of torturing and raping a 10-year-old girl in the home they shared as her election agent, The Guardian reported. Shalonor later uh, joined the Liberal Democrats but was suspended in 2019 over comments made by her partner on Twitter where she said she wanted to have sexual relations with children. This is uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, Reddit for you here, folks. Her past resurfaced on Thursday when a Reddit moderator shared a news article in a subforum covering UK politics which named Chaloner in passing. The user was banned from the site and users believe Chaloner was using her position to suppress the information. We are disappointed both in Reddit's decision to hire a supporter of pedophilia and actions to silence dissent over her hiring, one subreddit said. Amy Chaloner is a dis disgusting person who should not have had any authority at all over a website that is frequented by millions of children, another wrote. In a statement, Reddit said their employee had been the, quote, the target of harassment and doxing, and they had active, uh, activated the standard procedures to protect the employee, including initiating an automated moderation rule to prevent personal information from being shared. The moderation rule was too broad, and this week it incorrectly suspended a moderator who posted content that included personal information. After investigation, the, uh, investigating the situation, we reinstated the moderator, monitor the moderator the same day. Okay, so good stuff. <clears throat> so uh, that's uh, really not a problem, uh, and you can have that passed. But uh, you know, you won't be um, you won't be having uh, hundreds of articles written about you. Uh, and your networks of what a big problem you are uh, uh, going after kids and advocating for this kind of disgusting behavior. Um, this is, it's largely for that reason, uh, kind of seen as just, yeah, occasionally they're reported, but largely it's fine, right? Largely uh, it's uh, it's fine. Uh, here's another one on the uh, headline here is a bit hidden uh, by the uh, by the banner that for some reason, but it reads, Milwaukee judge and president of drag queen story hour group arrested charged with child pornography from a couple of days ago here but this is uh, interesting here a milwaukee judge who serves as the president of an lgbtq foundation in wisconsin was arrested and charged with seven counts of possessing child pornography on tuesday brett bloom an elector an elected judge for branch five of the milwaukee county circuit court is also the president and CEO of the Cream City Foundation. Cream City Foundation. What is? It's, I don't know. I don't like that. What is that about? Uh, the Cream City Foundation brags openly about organizing Drag Queen Story Hour. Whoops. Oh, it was a link there. Okay. Oh, they took that away. Oh, interesting. Um, I accidentally clicked the hyperlink there, and it got to 404. But my, my, what a surprise. That page is not found. Okay, let me go back here. Uh, Cream City Foundation brags openly about organizing drag queen story hour events in Milwaukee on its website, sponsoring the practice in which impressionable youths are subjected to sexualized and cross-dressing drag queens. There's a screenshot right there. Drag queen story hour, Milwaukee. Judge Bloom's personal page on the Cream City Foundation's website was purged within days following his arrest. Bloom appears to have been arrest, uh, released from jail 
with his LinkedIn account also swiftly removed. The page attested to his connection with Cream City Foundation before being deleted. So here's uh, he's the, listed as president and CEO of the Cream City Foundation. He's a circuit court judge there in Milwaukee, Milwaukee County. And there's uh, his uh, uh, little uh, screenshot right there. Bloom had written articles about topics such as, quote, transcultural competency training on Cream City's website before the group deleted everything in the wake of his arrest. The criminal complaint detailed the charges against Bloom alleges that he sent no less than 27 images of videos of child sex, child sex abuse using the messaging app Kick. In, dis, uh, in disturbing fashion, the complaint alleges that he abuse, abuse, um, that the abusive acts depicted in the material occurred in a cottage grove home owned by Bloom and his husband. The couple are the adoptive parents of two children. On Wednesday, the Wisconsin Supreme Court suspended Bloom from his duties pending the charges. A preliminary hearing is scheduled on May 27th, and the judge is yet to enter a plea deal. Should Bloom be convinced of the criminal uh, charges against him, the incident would be one of the most prominent examples of a child sex criminal securing power in the judicial system. Now, I think this goes way up there, and some of the highest and most powerful and influential people are if not directly involved, the covering for it, they are in the loop, they know things, they are uh, blackmailed and, and things like this, right? It's even more disturbing that an alleged char uh, charged child uh, photographer was the press was the president of a group uh, presenting drag queen story hours uh, uh, story hour filth to children. Uh, the story concludes here too. I have a couple of screenshots here too, a couple of other things. Uh, let me show this uh, real quick here. So here's the uh, Cream City Foundation, um, uh, I guess it's the, just a website. Here's the uh, article here from this, or the uh, note from uh, Disclosed TV. Let me show the other one here real quick. Uh, yeah, arrested on seven counts of child pornography. Runs the uh, city's Drag Queen Story Hour program. And, of course, one, I think, says including the... He's advocating for LGBTQ groups to be able to adopt children, right? And then, of course, he turns out that he has two kids himself. Uh, there was some uh, four, uh, 4chan post here, too, that said, uh, let me see here, Cream City Foundation donor Chris Abeli also sits on the Board of Governors for the Boys and Girls Club of America. Wayfair CEO, remember that little story, is a major donor to Boys and Girls Club of America. Wayfair scandal last year, check it out, Wayfair furniture listed with names of missing kids. MSM hushed it all up. Yeah, remember there was, there was a bigger uh, problem um, with people covering this and being, to use the media term, being obsessed about pedo... Why is the right wing so obsessed about pedophilia? Uh, have are, are some of the headlines that we've seen, right? That's been the bigger issue. Um, here's Crim City Foundation. It says, if you're a member of the LGBT community, community raising children, we hope you will join us to meet other families, connect online, and receive information about our events and programs. Please join our group on Facebook. So Facebook, uh, it, it, Facebook is fine. Uh, that's not a problem. Um, that's some of the sick stuff that goes that's going on right now uh, with this kind of stuff. Um, check out this one real quick too. I saw this on the uh, I think it's the Western Chauvinist, uh, the Telegram uh, uh, group. The University of North Carolina at Greensboro is using transgender mannequins to teach biology. Weimar conditions. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Uh, all right.
Hope you had your dose of clown world today. We're going to wrap up right there, folks. We have uh, one uh, good clip that we're going to end. I think I saw it on Gab's Telegram group. Um, it's, I think it's an old Irish um, song. By God, we'll have our home again. Do you guys know uh, that tune? Set to some footage. I thought we could take a look at that at the end here. Let me just uh, uh, do the rest of these uh, donos. I appreciate it, boys and girls. Thank you for uh, your support today. Uh, Mr. Wright donates one, two, three, four uh, diamonds, followed by a ninja guinea. He says, funny money. Well, thank you for the lemons, uh, sir. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Always good to see you, Mr. Wright. Uh, appreciate it. Let me see if there's another one here. McCooley uh, with uh, two diamonds. Uh, thank you so much for that, sir. Appreciate it. We're going to open the uh, the uh, chest as well on DLive in a little bit. Let me check Entropy. Uh, I think we're caught up there. Thank you, everyone, over to, uh, on Entropy donating as well. And thank you to everyone uh, over on Trovo watching. And if you've donated there, uh, I'm basically a boomer on Trovo. so I And I just can't <laughs> I just can't get the time to, to figure it out. But I will. I promise. I'll get to it. Thank you for anyone sent any chats over there. Uh, all right, boys and girls, uh, let me open uh, DLive chest here real quick, and then we'll end with that little uh, little clip. Could be kind of inspiring inspiring to see. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me distribute the rewards. Oh, I should have added some to the uh, chest. I forgot. Sorry, guys. I don't think I can cancel that. Can I? No, I don't think I can. All right. Um, all right. We'll add some more tomorrow. Uh, we'll, add some, we'll add some extra tomorrow. Uh, I just opened the chest right away. Usually I add a few. But, yeah, thank you so much, uh, boys and girls. do appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow then because, of course, it's a little uh, unorthodox here. We're doing this on Thursday. Usually we do no goes on on, uh, on Wednesdays, but due to uh, the recent uh, relocation here, we uh, had to do it today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you to everyone watching. There's some other stories we didn't have time for today, so we'll cover that and much more tomorrow. Uh, the uh, insanity, of course, continues. Uh, over on uh, DLive, we have uh, number one on the uh, uh, luckiest followers. Uh, Cocky number one, Mr. Ninjaberg. Shout out to you, sir. Thank you so much for, for the modding. He's number two. Lord Aragon, number three. Thank you, Aragon. Number four, uh, premium premium meme. I guess it is premium meme. Uh, number four, thank you. And then I, I Tash. I thought it was I Trash, but I Tash, uh, number five. Thank you uh, to you. I appreciate it. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's midnight Central European time. Stay strong. Stay brave. Keep fighting, everybody. And uh, try to enjoy yourself. Have some fun at all the craziness that happens. But uh, we'll uh, be serious, uh, of course, when uh, the situation demands that as well. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Check out this video here. I think you'll uh, find it. Not a not a Christian man myself. Not a believer in Christ. Uh, but uh, I still appreciate uh, whoever pulled this together. And I completely understand and agree with the uh, with the sen sentiments of whether you're hail Jesus or uh, hail the gods or whatever you are. Um, keep fighting together and keep uh, fighting for a uh, future for our people. Here we go. Check this out. When there's nothing left but the fire in my chest and the air that fills my lungs. I'll hold my tears and trade my ears for a glimpse at kingdom come on the other side of misery. strife we share will take us there to relief and sovereignty oh my god we'll have our home again by god we'll have our home my blood or sweat will get there yet by god we'll have our home in our own towns we're foreigners
our names are spat and cursed. The headlines smack of another attack, not the last and not the worst. Oh, my fathers, they look down on me. I wonder what they feel to see their noble sons driven down beneath a coward's heel. Oh, my God, we'll have a struggle forth to find a friend to light the way for me. Oh, brothers, can you hear my voice or am I all alone? If there's no fire to guide my way, then I will start my own. Oh, my Love Red Eyes? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Eyes membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.